Hey, listener, thanks for clicking on the Jock and Nerd podcast. We're at episode 39. Uh, on this show, we have one of my close friends, Chris J. Satello, a filmmaker. He's going to break down a bunch of trailers for us and enlighten us on what makes a good trailer and what makes a bad trailer. The power of short form storytelling. Let's go. Red Boy approved. It's the Jock and Nerd podcast with your hosts, Anthony and Imran. We're back. It seems like a really long time, listener, uh, that we've sat down to record, even though the show just came out a little while ago. Not too long ago. It's actually. been 10 days and I've been missing this. Uh, welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, episode 39. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He is the jock. That guy, if you can't tell, is the fucking nerd. Yeah, that's right. I mean, well, who else but a nerd would talk this way? Yeah. Uh, no, it's been 10 days, Anthony. Has it really been t- yeah, Wait, since we recorded? Yeah, like to okay. the listener. Uh, it's probably been like three. Yeah, five? the show came out uh, last week, a couple days ago. Right, but that was uh, it was over ten days ago we recorded. Right. Okay, so we're back. I've been jonesing, and we're back with a really cool guest. Yes. Uh, Anthony has brought in a friend of his. And why don't you give your buddy a proper intro, like we did with the Dizago and Spurlock? Okay. Because I think it'll make it really awkward, because you guys are buddies, but then I just want you to, like, stroke his balls a little now. Okay, okay, okay. I'll, I'll try not to touch you. Um, <laughs> no, th- okay. this, my friend here is uh, Christopher J. Sotelo, and he is a award-winning filmmaker and editor from Chicago, and he's uh, been around the world to create films, and his work's been featured on PBS, P&J, or P&G, sorry, Sports Illustrated, NBC Sports Network, and AMC TV, Disney, and Facebook. God damn. Um, and he's also the only guy that's ever included my full name, first and last, in a song. Oh, you should. Yeah, and we should get to that. Remember, yeah, I showed you that video. That. Chris, thanks for coming in, man. <laughs> oh, my pleasure. Good to be here, guys. <laughs> how, how, how awkward do you feel now after we just... Uh... Just for the record, my balls were literally not stroked. <laughs> okay, no, but uh, it, 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 I think... It makes... I, actually, I, I actually think Imran's hand was creeping over a little bit, which was kind of weird. <laughs> I like doing that proper intro. I got to say, I learned that. From the J. David Spurlock, and then we did it with Dizago. No, it's cool. it, it gives a little more credibility to yes. the guests because, yeah. like, you just hear this random voice talking, like, "Who yeah. the fuck is this guy?" Right. With the and we in? should be the ones to to read off their credentials. Right. They shouldn't be like, "Hey, I'm this, this." Yeah. Then he comes off like a pompous asshole. Yeah, exactly. But it's if true. we read it, then he's like, he's just humble. And it's just your buddy. He might not be even that humble, but it, it sounds that way. <laughs> I, I've been set up for success. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. right, uh, Chris. Man, thanks for coming in. I was really excited to see uh, all your work and your yeah. real and like. You've done a lot of shit. I've done some some things, man. You did some like things. Rick Grimes, I've done some stuff. <laughs> things. Well, how do you guys know each stuff other? Where'd you meet? This yeah, guy? how do we? How do we know each other? Uh, well, uh, Tony and I were around Champagne at the same time. I okay. graduated from the University of Illinois, and Tony started. As a student out there, I, I was working already at the time. Whoa, microphone. Uh, microphone. Yeah, I know. I started working around that time, and I was still involved with this student organization oh, called okay. uh, PSA. And um, I think the first time we ever really like hung out or worked together was that music video that you yeah. were in. My All right, friend. you know what? Let's just get, Tony in, let's was, get into uh, this video because I saw it and it's pretty funny. What, yeah. Was that your, one of your first things? Yes. Really? Actually, that was one of my first things. I, I, when I graduated from the University of Illinois, I was, I was a teacher. Oh, wow. I was a teacher for seven years before doing anything professionally video-related full Were you full teaching, time. Were you teaching video? Yeah. No, I was teaching third and fourth grade. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so I was a teacher. I was You're I, a I, legit uh, grade school teacher. Yeah, grade okay. school teacher. So, um, but 
my whole life I'd been doing video stuff and, you know, the, the church I was part of had like kind of like a Saturday Night Live crew. Oh, so cool. we'd do like, uh, you know, videos and skits and it was always comedy. So I was always continually messing around creatively with all that, the video side. That's fun. Um, really what changed it though was the um, Canon DSLR revolution. Yeah. The first uh, – when when was the first – like the Mark Mark, Mark V? Mark yeah, one? 5D, 5D Mark, Mark uh, 1 at the, the Mark time. 1. The yeah. 5D Mark 1, that changed a lot. That was like 2005, 2006 okay. um, time. And when that came out, that just changed everything. So we – you know, I was um, emceeing this conference called FACT, which is Filipino-Americans coming together. It's an annual conference at okay. the university. Shout out. For fact and PSA, yeah. what's up, guys? That was in the video, right? Because I didn't know that, this was leading towards the video. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. I was like, well, I, I was like, I don't know what fact is, but the yeah. video was great. Yeah. So, so I was an MC along with my wife, and we wanted like a creative intro. And at that time, um, what was it? The T Pain had come out with an app. Um, um, oh yeah, auto tune. Oh, you know, and yeah. I'm on a boat that just come out, so yeah. everything was like all this auto tune, the advent of auto tune, and everything, and. Um, my wife, it was my wife's idea to, Hey, let's come up with this music, uh, music video. And so we could just spoof. I'm on a boat and I wrote it basically during all my, um, free times during teaching. So wow. when the kids would go off to PE, I, I wrote, like, I'm I wrote all the lyrics. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Tony, <laughs> Tony was in the video and became one of our lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I can't speak for you, Tony, but I think that night there was a, there was like an after party yep. and, and they played the song. So yeah, they did an after party after the conference at yeah, this nice. local club, an 18 and up club, and they did play that song. With at, the video or just the audio? No, well, they played that song and video at the, the, at, the after, at the show. Yeah. And then they did, they played it again as like one of the songs as, as in rotation. In. Yeah. And literally awesome. there is a part in that song where I sing Tony Krizak's name Listen, for a long yeah. bar. And yeah. you know what? That, I got to hand – I give you credit because your last name is not easy to no. rhyme to, oh, my friend. Man. If you could crack that nut, you got a future in writing lyrics. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, like uh, because I had emceed so many of these events, yeah. um, I had – like to learn phonetically how to pronounce so many different names. Oh yeah! Shout out to you, Mark Pagatpatan. That was you, that was one of the hard ones. Tony <laughs> Krizak was easy. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's pre- a hard one. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah. we, so we'll uh, listener. We gotta put this link to this video. In yeah, the we show can notes. put it in the show notes. Had, uh, Here's my perspective though on the video. So he texts me and goes, yeah. "Hey, can you be in this video?" Yeah. And it's like I'm on a boat parody. Yeah. I'm thinking like I'm gonna be one of the cool guys, <laughs> like singing in the song or Do you whatever. Give away your role in the video. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm I'm the basically the butt of the joke. Yeah. The entire video, and I can't get into this this show, and I'm getting made fun of the entire time, which Anthony, is great. And he's always just he's just pouting throughout the whole video. I'm like, pouting. And I'm, the door yeah, I'm pouting, eating pouting. ice cream, and and uh, getting watching, tickets. Uh, yeah, getting tickets. <laughs> watching the, High School uh, Musical. Yeah. yeah, he is the one you don't want to be. In no, the yeah, video. I'm the I'm the loser in the video. Yeah, but uh, your but your name is mentioned, and no one else. Your name is in the lyrics. In the lyrics. It's in the lyrics. Part of the song. Yeah, that is. Forever and ever, it will always be there. So great. Fantastic. Always, uh, you know, always innovators, never imitators. So, (laughs) you know. What was the name of the song? I'm at Uh, Fact. I'm at Fact, fact, like I'm a boat. All right, well, listener, in the show notes, check your app or go to jockinerd.com slash 39 for Tony's, uh, Anthony's music. Yeah, so he calls me Tony. A lot of people call you Tony. Tony. I like, uh, I like the long names. You like the longer? Sometimes. Well, because everybody is Mike or I always end up calling him Michael. Or, I don't know. I just like. Are you jealous because you don't have a shortened version? Oh, well, I have a shortened. What is the shortened version? It's just Ron. Im. 
How about Ron? Ron is good, but then people would think my name is Ronald, which actually works to confuse people even further. Because you're a white guy. Yeah, because you don't know where I'm, what, what nationality. You're, you're clearly a Syrian. Ron. That's, that's right. Oh, shit. <laughs> Keep you guessing. No, I've already said uh, Pakistani. Have, oh, on the show you I have. think I have. 100%. There's no – there's only – okay, so right now there's uh, – are you uh, 100% Filipino? Yes. So out of all of us, there's only a 50% white guy in the room. Right. So but, awesome. you, but you look white. Yeah, but I'm not. But you are, kind of. But I'm not. But if people saw you on the street, they'd be like, you're a white guy. <laughs> but ethnically, I'm not. But yes, you're right. I'm in disguise. Yeah. Don't tell anyone. Yeah. The best is when I go into like these uh, uh, stores where they're, they're like a Dunkin' Donuts or a, let's get stereotypical. Or if I go into a cab or a, and the, the guy's on the phone and he's speaking Urdu. Yeah. And I understand everything he's saying and he has no idea. That I can understand. Do you, do you like, respond? Sometimes I'll fuck with the guy. You know, I just like, <laughs> I'll let him know. But other times I just smile and be like, oh, I see. But the, the conversation's never interesting. Like one time I was, the guy was just It's talking, never interesting? No. no like, they're think, probably miserable. Look, you think the stereotype is, oh, these guys are always having terrorist conversations. The guy was talking about shoes. Yeah. That was it. I remember in the cab. Speaking of appearances, like, since shoes? when, did, how long have you had the, the goatee? The beard stash. Yeah. Oh, uh, yes. The beard stash. Here's the thing, uh, listener. Chris Sotelo looks like his logo. Yeah. I do. I will put his logo in a link to his website uh, in the show notes and you can never shave that beard off. I know it's yeah. him. Like, it's verified. You're verified from the logo. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. I actually would like to get that in a wax stamp format so I could stamp letters. <laughs> you what, know? what? For those of you who grew up uh, under, uh, uh, under 13, a letter is something we used to send where we would <laughs> yeah. write down words on paper. Snail mail. And fold it in thirds and include it in something called an envelope, which yeah. was actually an envelope to hold the letter. And then way back in the day, you would wax stamp the, the back seal, right? I still love that. I yeah. think we should still do that. Wax stamp it. Kids aren't even taught how to fucking write an intro or outro paragraph or a greetings and salutations. Remember we had to learn the whole – did you have to learn the structure of what's in a letter? Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. think they teach that anymore. Well, he's, he's, consider- he's older than me. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. No, but I think – But uh, I even – yeah, I was taught it. I think they're teaching how to uh, write a, a really concise email right now, and it's kind of sad. It's not. It's like misspelled words. It's and everything. It's like not, no punctuation. No punctuality. You yeah, you're, you are. Kids, when the dashed you're red line crazy. comes underneath <laughs> your word, just click it, right click it, and it'll spell it for you. No right. need to learn how to spell anymore. <laughs> this is why I've, I, we're all getting dumber. Anyways, wh- uh, what'd you get? Uh, how, so you were teaching. Yeah. How'd you get started yeah, into filmmaking? Right. So uh, I mentioned earlier that. I've always had a, a love for film. Like even when I was a kid, I used to steal my parents' VHS shoulder yeah. camera oh, yeah. and use all the effects that were built into the camera yeah. and you know do hard cuts right on camera for like magic and. Uh, they used to have a fade out. Button, oh yeah, man! And, uh, I did. I did that. Yeah, the too. fade out and the there's slide a wipe. wipe. Yeah, yep. there's a built-in you you know wipe camera, about. dude. You don't even know these things. These, were, there were I know these, what you're talking about, but I didn't yeah. know I had fifteen this pounds. Stuff. You put a whole it's, goddamn VHS tape in it and it would go kachunk. It was fun, though. It was heavy it was as fun. shit, too. <laughs> yeah. So that was my start, actually. So when I was a kid, I'd used to make these like really great movies in my eyes. Really stupid, probably. Yeah. Um, and then show, show them and screen them to my parents. And then continued on with that hobby. Kept it on the back burner. Never thought that I would do it professionally because the barrier of entry to get something to look professional is just astronomical. Used mm-hmm. to be really hard. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Like There was no such thing as uh, digital editing so yeah. non-linear editing was a fairly new invention yeah. and then digital cameras so when that i said like when that 5d mark one came yeah. out yeah. and you could see hollywood quality 
Hollywood in quotes, like just just a very higher production mm-hmm. quality looking Digital camera out of a small, yeah. tiny form factor. Yeah. And the price point was so cheap, you know, considerably cheap. I mean, you were thinking of spending tens of thousands of dollars to get something that was remotely Hollywood quality. Yeah. And now you could just spend a couple grand on a small camera. And then the nonlinear editing systems came out like Premiere, Final Cut. And from there, it just opened up the floodgates. So actually, my start was uh, in weddings. Okay. So I started doing weddings. Right around that DSLR revolution time, there was a whole big revolution in wedding storytelling. Because that's actually what I got started in. And then from there, so I started doing weddings part-time on the weekends while I was teaching. And that gig kind of gained steam. But what was interesting is it it gained steam in a way where companies were approaching uh, us to do work that was non-wedding related. They said, can you tell a story for our company? Can you do this documentary? Can you do this or that? Uh, absolutely we can. And so that kind of you know, started gaining steam and momentum. And then we became more than a wedding company, started doing doc work, narrative work, commercial work. And then from there, split off. I split off and started doing more freelance work. And oh, okay. that led me all over the world to do some amazing things. Wow, that's a so that's a great spin you put on sh- making a wedding because uh, like all these wedding places, it's usually all the same. And I know like pro photographers that are like, I'm never shooting a wedding because it's the same boring shit. But if you can put a spin on it, and yeah. they clearly saw you were telling stories, yeah, through just the wedding stuff, right? And and you know if people want if people wanted the the wedding video that was storyless and just More like music typical, video, like, yeah. yeah. And really long. Yeah. That was basically we did the exact opposite of that, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's what took notice. People were like, "Well, yeah. this guy can tell a really good emotional story. Can they do that for, you know, my company, my product, this situation?" And I've always been into storytelling. Yeah. You know, even when I graduated, I graduated with an English literature and language degree. Nice. So, reading stories and and telling stories has always been something that's been in my backbone, yeah. right? Uh, and and that translates over really well into storytelling visual visual storytelling yeah yeah it's just like comic books man and i'm i feel like i can relate to that because the storytelling you can apply that to so many different things absolutely to music to photography to comic books across any across a ton of mediums yeah Yeah. but if you have the skill to tell a story visually you could do that in so many ways yeah and and that's what gets people and that's what that's why i always wanted to do comic books because like just like you uh for me was like it's even all you need is a piece of paper and a pencil and your mm-hmm. imagination. There is no limit. You could take the the viewer to any planet, any destination, any time. Just a piece of paper and a pencil. It's Absolutely. Amazing. Now, the 5D mark, you know what's funny is even early 2000s, those pro photographers were still shooting on, 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 film, on film and slides. And this is in like 2000. You would really? think 2001, it didn't get – you're right. It didn't get digital until like 2004, 5. Yeah. And now everybody has a camera in their pocket that shoots fucking 1080p. Yeah. Right, exactly. Right? Yeah. And uh, it's, it's amazing. I, I once heard I, – I went to – I won tickets from Ain't It Cool News to a screening oh, cool. of uh, Don John. Oh, no, oh nice. nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I went there and Joseph Gordon-Levitt was there. Oh, shit. And he gave a little Q&A afterwards and it was awesome. And, you know, he runs Hit Record. Right. And one of the things he said was, you know, he's very big about um, – people being involved in the storytelling process and democratizing that idea yeah. so that, you know, Hollywood doesn't, you know, get its talons and claws and everything. But mm-hmm. They really want to put their stamp on, yeah. like, it's too much, though. So he said this one thing. He said, you know, everyone, you've got a, you've got a phone in your pocket that can shoot video, so there's no excuse for you not to go out there and make good shit, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. And it was really cool. It was so simple. 
but yeah. it's so true. You can tell a story, like you said, like pencil and paper yeah. with this. Like, yeah. um, actually, one of the cool things that I did was my wife was um, music director at the yeah. same school. Yeah. And, you know, she and I really love movies. Like, movies are one of the things we enjoy together, which is really awesome to yeah. have a spouse that enjoys the same yeah. thing that, that you do. But for her final project for her middle schoolers, instead of doing like a music project or whatever. She had them do a movie project. Oh, funny. So I came in uh, when I had these kids when they were like eight and nine years old. And wow. now they're teenagers. And wow. I came in as a guest speaker multiple times to wow. do uh, movie workshops with them. Mm-hmm. And so from script writing to shooting to and using phones and iPads, how to record sound, um, you know, talking about the different roles of director, AD, sound guy. And these are like young teenagers, right? Wow, that's and, a great exposure it was so cool. for them, man. They did it and they edited it themselves. Wow. Um, yeah. The only thing I did in post was I remixed the sound because, you know, they really weren't that great at right. that. And then they had their premiere at a local th- historic theater. Oh, wow. So it was awesome for them to come in and see their stuff, yeah. you know, on screen. That is really cool. Yeah, yeah. And it was really cool to be to be able to share that um, that art, that love. And I would always talk back to my childhood and be like, you know, if I had this when I was a kid, right. This power, right. right. I would be, I would be making some amazing stuff. You know? Right. Dude, I've, I've sometimes I'm jealous of the kids these days because <laughs> you're right. It is like the podcasting is the same way. It is democratizing everyone's voice. Yeah. Now you can put it out there. So really the more we've talked to a lot of independent creators and comic book artists on the show and the trend seems to be, just make the shit. Just make it. Just you make have it, yeah. to make go, it. Man. It's long gone are the days where you're pitching someone and you're looking for money and then you make – no. You make the shit first. Make it. Make it as be- – and sometimes it's better if you have a low budget. It forces you to be more creative and think of better ways. To um, utilize your resources. Yes. Yeah. More creative ways to use it. What did you think, by the way? Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. What did you think of Don, Don John? Um, did he I write that one? Yeah, yeah, so he was in it. JGL, but yeah, did he, he write he, it? He, did he you see wrote it and no. directed it. I saw it. Yeah. Um, I had mixed oh, he views about it because yeah. I really like JGL. Yeah. Like yeah. he's a dope yeah. guy, man, and he's a super creative guy. Um, I just I didn't expect it to go that route of actually having a moral. Yeah, that was and, really surprising. And at to the me. end, where yeah, changes like that. Yeah, so that it's like, like it's shifted tones. It was. Did you do you know the plot? Well, it's about a guy, a smooth guy, and he's trying to get Scarlett Johansson. It's this guy, the smooth guy that. Can get any girl he wants, but he's addicted to porn. Yeah. Oh. So it, it interferes with his relationship. Oh. Yeah, no, and it's really interesting about how, you know, he, they did this parallel. Like, his addiction to porn was the same as, like, um, Scarlett Johansson's addiction to Wait. relationships Wait. and romance. Wait, sorry, you said her name. <laughs> <laughs> but her, her uh, addiction to the idea of romance. Yeah. Right? Okay. Putting that on the same level. And then it was really cool seeing his, like, character quirks. Yeah. You and they're, like, like, these, like, Long Island, like, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, middle income that kind of people. Yeah, and then yeah, who, yeah, was, yeah. who was the redhead that was in it? The older lady? Oh, well, we have not. the we have this thing that has all of the information she's, oh, the she's been in the world here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Don John. Oh, oh, oh! I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the girl um, he hooks up with at the end. Can you beat the Google? Yeah, it's it's a she's a, the winner is Julianne Moore. Yeah. Julianne Moore. Yeah. Tony Danzo is in here. Here, click Tony the spoiler button. Oh. Click the spoiler button. Oh, spoiler alert! Okay. So he he ends up hooking up with Julianne Moore at the end. I didn't expect it to go that way either. So it took a lot of unexpected turns in the last two thirds of the movie where I was like, whoa. She's so she's very like experienced and she Uh. like she can teach him how to love make. So she can deal with this point. But she's also miss she her husband, she's a widow. 
Uh, and she's older and she her husband died. Huh, wow. He added a lot of complicated layers. Yeah, it was a lot more layered than theory. I thought it was. You would think this yeah. would be like almost like a straight rom com kind of right. thing. And that's how it that's how a lot of how the uh it was presented. Maybe yeah. the trailers yeah. cut it that way. Which but is, it uh, took it took a turn. Oh yeah, sure. real it took a, yeah, a very it layered a emotional turn. And so that's a, I enjoyed that, it. That's really good. I was gonna yeah. I was, that was what when I was gonna say it's funny though, like seeing him um in person after that because he you know, obviously this guy's a jersey dude and he he one of the lines is he's like, I love, I love my family. I love, you know, my church. I love my bod. I love my porn. Right. <laughs> yeah. That was, those are some of his lines. Awesome. And he's like swole in this movie, man. Like he's big, like big dude. But then seeing him on stage, he's, he's just skinny? like, he's like back, back to skinny, but wow. it's, it's that idea of taking his craft, right. And yeah. transforming These guys, um, they, the character they, into physicality. Yeah. It's yeah. like a, it's like Christian Bale, like machinist. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah I mean, they crazy. all, they all did that. And like Anne An- Hathaway, I read something. Anne Hathaway didn't eat for like thirteen days before Les Mis or something. Yeah, but JGL is uh, wants to do Sandman adaptation. Yeah, he does. Which is, I, I feel like it's in good hands. I'm really excited. I'm all for it. I think he'll, he he'll do an awesome off. job with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So, what was your first like? What was your first big? gig where you're like oh shit this is uh this is a legit thing for this is nationwide or, oh man you know. yeah the the first big one i think that got notoriety um i don't know what order it was in it was either the sports illustrated gig or the amc tv one well i'll talk to amc yeah what'd you do for them i created a trailer for the walking dead get the fuck out of here oh shit <laughs> hold on i got more sounds wowie zowie okay i told you he was legit <laughs> Yes. This so, isn't just one of my. This isn't just Rex coming whoa. in. What's up, Rex? <laughs> Sorry, Rex. HBC. Rex, uh, uh, when are you <laughs> coming back on, Rex? Uh, yeah. uh, but okay. So what? Yeah. What was? Uh, what was your role in that? It was I, one of the, before. When did it? How did this? This is season two. Um, okay. They aired this trailer in the mid-season finale. Okay. Of season two. Okay. And basically, it was a contest uh, that Walking Dead was running through Facebook. Okay, I remember this. Yeah, yeah. and there were. It was surprising the amount of entrance. There were ten thousand people. Was so, it to get a walk-on zombie role? No, I wish that was. So it? it was interesting. This is around the time when Walking Dead was popular, but not as incredibly popular yeah. as it does now. Now, yeah. now, where it takes over everyone's life. Now, yeah. I wish. Looking back, I'm like, man, I wish the prize was a walk-on zombie role. But all it really was was street cred. So uh, well, that second cred. season was it kind of got bogged down in the fucking farm it, it did, and it slowed it down a little. It so down. people were like, "Is this going to get better?" And so, yeah. and then it fucking jumped back uh, right away after that season. So. Yeah. So the this trailer contest, um, they had this app on Facebook where you had to basically use all the clips that they gave you, oh. like two hundred clips. Like, you know, you have a choice of ten songs, um, ten title cards, and then so everyone had the same access to the same things, mm-hmm. and. Uh, it was up to you to take those things and create uh, maybe like a 30-second trailer. Cut a promo. Right? Yeah. Cut a promo. And so I did that. I knew um, that everyone was going to go the route of headshots and kills. Yeah. I'm like, that's not the story. You see? Yeah. Even in a trailer or a teaser, there's a story, right? Yeah. And it's not just about like the guns and the gore. And so it's about, you know what happens when people are faced with this choice? How do you survive? And I knew that you boil it down to the essence. And so I went that route and I created something that was for TV. It was TV worthy. Yeah. And I'm looking at all these other entries and, and a lot of them are, just popping off headshots because yeah. those are the clips like yeah. boom boom yeah, people yeah. are dying i'm like nope that's not how it is that's not how it should be done um and so yeah i beat i beat ten thousand people wow. and it was aired and they said my name and everything so Wait, the- is this on youtube 
It's on YouTube. Really? Let's just watch yeah, it right yeah. now. Look up. So uh, they 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 ran exactly what yeah. you yep. cut together. Did that lead to any other uh, jobs from them? I mean, I think it. Did it, they get money? Did they I get don't money? know if they got money for it. Look up. The no, s- did you get money? I did not get any you money. You just for get it. just it, it gets on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, look up uh, Walking Dead: The Sound of God Laughing. That's what I called it. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. No. 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 Okay. <laughs> That's what I thought. The sound of boom. First right, one. First the one. The sound of one god clapping. It doesn't make a sound. All right, let's check this out. AMC and Pizza Hut congratulate Christopher J. Sotelo for boom. winning Pizza Hut's final cut contest. <laughs> wow! And now the AMC premiere of Christopher J. Sotelo's boom. trailer for The Walking Dead. I don't know if you're out there. Oh wow! Hey, I don't babe. know if you can hear me. Maybe you're listening right now. I hope so. Do not enter the city. It belongs to the dead now. That, uh, that sounds you hear that's God laughing while you make plans. Welcome to the big city. This is our extinction event. I'll put this in the show yeah, notes, the show listener. Notes. You can check it out. Oh, wait, there's more. Uh, that was our epic reaction to the live premiere, which is pretty fun. This is good stuff. Like, this was live, and I was so excited to see it, and I watched wow. it with a group of friends. Did you know you had one before the air? They told me. See, so I was anticipating. Beardless. I don't know if you can hear me. Maybe you're listening right now. That's great. Look at your face. This was like live TV. Oh, wow. I couldn't believe it. Oh, My they phone... aired this on the live TV, TV, too? Yeah. So oh, wow. During the mid-season finale. This Holy was, shit, that's This awesome. was live. And um, I was freaking out. I was getting texts from people afterwards. They were like, dude, did you make that? I'm like, yeah, that's me. You know, and it, it was crazy. Oh, I love how they cut that together. They show you and then they show... Oh, that's... I don't remember this part, though. I'm surprised I missed this. Yeah, you, you're a huge fan. You don't yeah. remember seeing this guy? I think it was that season was uh, it was a lot of people were dropping off that season because of it's awesome. That's I was awesome. genuinely very excited and yeah. happy. Yeah, no, that that is it was, it was awesome, dude. You know, it was. <laughs> yeah, it was great. So, oh, wow. like again, like that when you look at that cool. trailer, you know, there's a build. There's a there's a there's a quiet. This is 2011. Yeah, yeah, there's suspense, no, yeah. you know, and then it ends with like a cliffhanger, yeah. right? And I love how you cut you cut it right before Rick pulls the trigger, yep. uh, and it was all it was a tease, yeah, exactly. but it was very dramatic and it built up. Hey, did you watch his reel? Yeah, on the mail, yeah. dude, your reel is beautiful, listener. Thanks, again, I will put this in the show notes. Jockner.com size thirty nine. It can, it's a ready made commercial for so many things. That reel, it could be a Nike ad. It could be like a spiritual uplifting ad. It's re- it's done. Like the yeah. shots you have, I kind of I was looking back. I think he went to uh, Hawaii and, yeah. and just, mm-hmm. it's gorgeous and it's telling a story. Yeah, no, thank you so much. Um, the the idea, I, I think this, a lot so of people, yeah, yeah. A lot of people who, when they when they're into cutting their reel, they don't understand that it's not just lacing together nice images. You yeah. have to have a build. There has to be a story. Filmmakers, if you want to see a good reel, for an example, check out uh, Chris Sotelo's reel because it, it's an it's an un 
It's a non-traditional reel. Yeah. But it, the whole thing has an amazing theme and uh, uh, production, and it's the production value is incredible. Yeah, thank you. Uh, no, my favorite part is that part, like, right in the middle where it's, like, fast cuts to everything yeah. that we I'm going to play a little hit. bit of the music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so there's, like, beautiful shots of, uh, of the shore and the sun setting. Like, your framing, your composition is, is gorgeous. Thank you so much. This is all you. Yeah, all your shots. Right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, a lot of a uh, lot of slow motion, and I love how you have a combination of uh, there's Chicago handheld shots, tracking shots, pull in. Like it's so smart to show a little bit of everything. But this could be this could be a promo for like an HBO show. This could be yeah, a commercial. It, it's like a very uplifting. Yeah, uh, this middle like, part is, is it? Uh, it was inspired by Terrence Malick here. Yes, yes, it's very Terrence Malick. So do you? Who else oh, are you? Uh, like the, just yeah, the following. Yeah, yeah. yeah. these and that, these quick cuts are great. Yeah, you know. quick quick cuts to, uh, and then uh, and then thematically you're walking behind the person and you have. Uh, it's it's like you're you're following this journey yeah. and it's going through yeah. all these different worlds. And it does. It tells kind of this abstract. It's more of a feeling. Like this could be like a this is a clothing commercial. The guy dancing through the street easily. Yeah. 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 So this is like a mix of like a lot of different shoots that I mean this was so fun for me to cut this reel because I cut it for myself. Right, right. You know, I it's a it's I'm commissioned a to do a lot. You. Yeah, I'm a commissioned to do quite a bit of work. Yeah. But when you can do that thing that's just for you, like no one can tell me that no one can come up to me and be like, I no, want you to change yeah. this or this. I'm like, no, it's mine. No, this you know? is your movie. This like, is I'm your... gonna cut it the way I wanna cut it. Yeah. You know? So how long did you collect? How long did it take to collect all these uh, oh, shots? Boy. Was that Man. you on, on, on the camera? Oh, no. That, oh, wait. On, what do you mean? In Shooting the shot. camera? No, that was okay. my friend Miles. Okay. Uh, he's also a filmmaker. Okay. That was in South Dakota. Um, wow. Just climbing up through some how crazy many, And this end that, shot. Hey, guys, that's uh, the Lost Beach right there. Oh, that's, oh no I thought it looked yep. familiar in, in Hawaii, Oahu. Yeah, so that's the actual Lost Beach. That's where I thought it looked. So it's a gorgeous. It was magical to be there. I tell you, like Dude, being there was so sick. But look at this shot up close. Like it is a gorgeous. Whoops. I just want to pull this up. Just the, the quality of the the slow pullback and the. The steam, like it yeah. looks like a painting right there. Yeah, that was that is that, a beautiful, the composition on beautiful really composition. Yeah, lighting, great, the lighting, lighting was you great. Didn't, that's natural lighting. That's all. That's this all. Looks the like sun. you HDR this in post yeah. or something. It was crazy it's because there was the, there was like um, this fog haze. There's like spray mist lifting yeah. off the ocean. There You're was like a nice fall off on the shadows. And it's like, the clouds are very <laughs> the clouds are like sick. You yeah. know. And, um, and are you a, is this Steadicam or that's you a, yeah that's the Movi M5 um, with the GH4. So the Movi is a the three axis gimbal oh. stabilizer. Do you wear? Is you strap it? No, on? you just hold oh, it. Oh, it's a holding two, two thing. hands. Yeah. Oh, and it's the thing. It's got a counterweight. Yeah. So a lot of my shots that are really smooth yeah. and and uh, like tracking shots, those are all done What's on the Movi like? M5. Movi. Um, it's really cool. Like it's a really cool tool. I really love it. And yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they make a cheaper version called the Ronin. Um, I personally enjoy using the Movi because it's carbon fiber and it's lighter, and you can. There's operate a remote it control. Yeah. What does so the remote control do? The Holy remote shit. control can control pan and tilt moves, and so if you have a second operator, oh, they can wow. just look at the screen and move it for you while you're just walking. Yeah. With it. So one guy oh, wow. and he's yeah. actually. Ooh, but you can you can operate it on uh, majestic mode. Majestic mode is one person up. So all those shots, most of those shots that I did were, were majestic mode, one person op, where it responds to a tilt or responds to a pan, you know, whatever your movement is. And you can, you can dial in how mm-hmm. smooth or slow or fast what? that is. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's pretty wow. sweet. And uh, once that's all dialed in, I usually, if there are people on the set like a production assistant or someone that doesn't get to handle stuff, I, I'm like, hey, man, you want to run it just for fun? 
because it's fun. Yeah, it's yeah. really well, fun to fly you, with this thing. Do you uh, do you prefer doing it yourself, or do you like the two man, or would you rather just direct like the guys do from a monitor somewhere, and you're telling the guy where to? Yeah, go? I mean, if I have to, I'll run. It's it depends on the shoot. Okay. Um, because with something like this, if it's dynamic, I'd like to get behind the camera and yeah, shoot it. Yeah. You know, um, but again, like. I've done so many different roles. I've worn so many different hats. That is important. Yeah. Like, that's key. A lot of directors come into directing and they don't know the other parts. Yeah, they I've have to rely it. on everyone else. But if you're an independent filmmaker, if you're an independent everything, you are doing every job. Yeah. That, that's just like business, though. Like, yeah. if you come in as a yeah. president and have only yeah. done one role, yeah, if you've in your always company, just been a president. Right. Yeah, I've done everything. Yeah. I've done you everything. You need to do from, everything yeah. to have a better understanding of, the, of, the, of your craft. Yes. Directing, editing, pre pro, production, post production, everything. I've literally done everything around sound. But now, you know, as a freelancer, what I've been able to do is, depending on the project, depending on the budget, I can assemble a team. Yeah. So some pe- people only have budget for a one-man band, and that's yeah. fine. Yeah. But if I can make it happen so that they can extend the budget, and I can pick up a proper sound guy, I can yeah. pick up, like, a director of photography, I can pick up people, then I will, yeah. you know, and I'll make a case for it. Because that allows me just to be creative as the director and be like, this oh, is how it yeah. should be, this is how it should flow. And then... You almost um, become a project manager at that. Yeah, point. well, then yeah. you're you're the actual. That's like a, a proper director right. on yeah. a pro, with a proper right. crew. But then I prefer right. to edit it in post because I'm very I'm particular about so like my reel yeah. like, like to the mi- to the millisecond I, I everything is decided. You know, like everything wow. is intentional. There's no accidents wow. per second there. Yeah. Everything is thought out. Yeah, and I think. Um, that's because you're a perfect me success. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know. I know about hey, that Hey, there you stuff. go. Oh, what? What is that? Uh, it's this thing. It's, yeah, a, yeah, it's another conversation. <laughs> <laughs> we we no, might be able to have it. But yeah, I know. So, um, so that's a collection of, uh, of the stuff I like to do. And, and then a shout out to, to my early roots when uh, starting out that Roger Ebert quote. Because a lot of my film education came from yeah. Siskel and Ebert at the sure. movies, the sure. TV show. Like I was, <laughs> I was like a... 10-year-old kid watching this show, you know, 9-year-old yeah, kid watching yeah. this show. You were throwing your thumb up. Thumbs up. Yeah, and I'm like <laughs> I'm like I have no business this young watching this show, but but it helped, it shaped me. You Absolutely. Know? I uh, mean, yeah. Ebert Ebert's books were huge. Huge. Here's my question. Do you think they filmed that show like in a nuclear power plant because <laughs> why the fuck would both of them get these crazy cancer tumors? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Isn't that weird? Oh, that's another thing I did. That's a little um, strange. There's this uh, really great film festival called the Roger Ebert yes, Film Festival yep, yes. in Champaign. And I, I shoot that annually wow. um, with this studio that I work with in Champaign called Shatterglass Studios. And um, they do like a documentary every year. Oh, of the, the yeah, festival. Yeah. And they won an Emmy for that um, wow. a couple of years back. And so uh, last year I got to – this past – um, film festival. I got to film Jason Siegel. That oh, was cool. really cool. Oh, yeah. so I followed him on the movie. Oh no way! Yeah, like through the. It was a really cool shot, like a Scorsese shot. You know? Yeah, yeah. He enters the theater like from the front. Shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Down, down the aisle, all the way to the back. You were following behind him. Yeah, yeah. And then, with the movie. Yep, oh, that's fun. absolutely. So it was real. This really cool, smooth tracking shot, and we're trying to get past this last door, and um, we're getting there, and he like didn't know that I was right behind him because oh. he, he the film that was shown there was end of tour, and he was you know it's an indie film. And, uh, you know, he was going to talk about it. And so I'm following him. And then the door kind of smashes me on the way in behind him. Oh, no. He turns and is like, dude, I'm so sorry, man. Uh, like, I, I didn't know you were there. I should have held it open for you. He was like the nicest Yeah, he seems guy. like a nice guy. Yeah. I heard when he was there, there was this like, uh, do you remember Guido's in downtown Champagne? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he actually just sat at the bench outside of Guido's for like the whole day mm-hmm. and just just hung out. Just there. hung out. Nice. People came up to him, talked to him. He's like, he seems very down to earth. Well, really champagne. Cool. It's not like it's yeah. yeah it's, it's not, not like people are gonna like. No one's gonna mob. There's it. no like random paparazzi. So yeah, it was a right. nice nice break for yeah. him. It's a small town. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So no, it was really cool. 
Oh, so was that the AMC? Was that early on, like one of your first? Yeah, things? yeah, that was one of the first things that got like notoriety. Wow. You know, yeah, and, um, that 2011. That's great, dude. That what a awesome. great, what a great moment. I'm just like so about good. That. And Imran's a huge Walking oh, Dead fan, yeah, so he's man. just he's, was, he's got a little boner going right have now. Have you watched uh, Fear Walking Dead? Yet? I have. Yeah. What do you think of that? Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, it's really well done. Um, you know, for the tech specs, I, I read that they shot this thing on the uh, the. Alexa, and they shot it on, you know, anamorphic primes. So if you're familiar with something like, what is that, the last Bond movie? Oh, uh, um, was it Quantum Sol- yeah, No, no. No, no. Uh, Skyfall. 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 Skyfall was shot on that. So they shot on like a really nice digital camera. And I because when I'm watching it, uh, the cinematography yeah, side of yeah, me looks yeah, at it, I'm like, this it looks down. really beautiful. Like, yeah. it looks different. Yeah. And the show, yes. you know, the, than, than, than The Walking Dead. Yeah. It's and got, I, well, it's got more colors. Yeah. The color palette's different. There was a decided look that they yeah. wanted to separate from. Yeah. And then, you know, I'm someone that really enjoys the slow burn. Oh, like, well, that, you're going to love that. You must have loved the first episode. It was so great. For me, I was like, all right, we get, I, I, you know, I, and I, the same thing with Daredevil, but it, nothing happened until like 50 minutes. The first episode was like 90 minutes. Yeah. And a lot, the first was... A lot of setup. Although I love yeah, the yeah. way it started, Boy. was genius. Yeah, you're talking about the first episode. Yes, that, I won't, that is the um, only episode I've ever seen. Right, I second episode is really good too. Just I, it's starting to build. I'm going to throw on the second episode, maybe. Just later. for spoilers. Prepare to be spoiled. <laughs> I love our new rug boy soundboard. Uh, but the way it starts is brilliant because you think. It's still the old zombie apocalypse. It seems like the streets are clear. The guy collapses, and then the camera just slowly pans up, and it's a full, lively like, city. And you're like, like, like oh, city, shit. You know? yeah. And all the zombies are fresh. Right. Oh, and the woman had her first kill. Yeah. And that, that was great. You know what would have been cool, though? Yeah. I mean, that was Running cool. zombies. Yes. Oh, <laughs> when they're fresh, they should be able to run faster. That would make them really scary. Why, like yeah, 28 days later? Yes, yes. Oh, 28 or weeks War, later? World War Z? The running zombies are freaking scary, They are man. scary as The runners, fun. yeah. Yeah. Where they're almost like galloping and like have you played like the, Have you played gorillas. the game Last of Us? Uh, no, I've only watched my brother-in-law play it because... There are running zombies yeah. in that game. Like, that I did like what the they did with 28 yeah. Days Later when... Because that was something you never saw. You're like... He just shot up in the church like... You were like, oh, they can run now. Exactly. They should be able... Oh, run. snap. That looks really scary. I think fresh zombies should still be able to have I'm all... I'm in agreement. Their, and then as it decays, they've even said this new they season... They lose their motor functions. The, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This new season, they're more rotting, and they said they're going to use more CGI to make the zombies look even, because they're... If you notice, I love how every season, they degrade they just, yeah. more and more, like great yeah. attention. Oh, they're deteriorating? Detail. Yes. Yeah. The yeah. zombies get more and more... Because deter- you're farther away from, like, Life. when they turn zombies. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're right. Uh, you're right. You're, the motor skills would decay. Hypothetically. Yeah, and running zombies could also look very terrible. Yeah. I.e., I Am Legend yeah. and yeah. World oh, yeah. War Z because they, they yeah. just look like really bad computers. You did a little shaky, fat, uh, you, know. you know, fast speed uh, thing. Yeah. Well, that's why you need to use practical like makeup effects. Yeah. And all that. Like yeah. the one on one running zombies are usually really good. Yeah. You know, yeah. but when you put them in mass, it's just. They, well, they usually have to like pan back, and it's like just a bunch of ants running out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but they should. They did this shot in twenty eight weeks later, I, I believe, in the film where this guy's like trying to run and hop on a helicopter. Yeah, and there's like a field of running zombies of like real running people, <laughs> and that's really scary that, yeah. to me. That yeah. looked more scary yeah. than you know, like a bunch of tiny ants running at yeah. you know a city. 
Because then it's yeah. just like, uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. You look but like these I, are real tactile people. I did people like how they man. used it in World War Z, where they became like a structure and, uh, yeah. you know, like yeah. they're, And they're climbing up on they're, each other. Cl- yeah. They just don't give a yeah. fuck. They're climbing over and they use each other. Nothing you can other. do at that point. Yeah, I'm like, oh shit, that's terrifying. This whole, this whole wall city you, is screwed. We're done. Just you're keep done. packing east. You can't makes sense, too. You're mindless at that point. So you're just trying to get to, all your goal is to get over there. It's like a rabid dog. Right. And you're just like, you're not thinking. You're just trying to get over. It's a what? Yeah, they're focused on one thing. That's frightening. Yeah, scary. That's gonna scary happen. stuff. Zombies are coming. I mean, we're gonna get into trailers <laughs> eventually, but I mean, you had mentioned you know how to survive a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> yes. What would you do? Yeah. What, Let's what did, say Fear the Walking Dead happened. Okay. Wait, so, but first of all, why is the electricity and and cell phone towers going out? Like, how is that related? Are those people? Did those people turn into zombies? Maybe someone got bit. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It's like they got because the power grid just keeps going up, and I'm like, wait, why is this happening? So, and we quickly? all know if you're not, uh, you know, person who watches The Walking Dead, maybe hit that spoiler alert button here. I got another one. Uh, spoiler alert. There we go. <laughs> um, we we know in in Walking Dead lore, at least with the TV show, that people are infected already. Yeah, right. Yeah. The bite doesn't cause the right. The bite doesn't cause you to turn. Right. And I think back, I'm like, are people – so when you do get bit by a zombie, you turn because there's no way to deal with that infection. That's like an infected bite and that, it festers and yeah, you die, it, right? Right. You catch a fever and you die. Yeah, and then you turn. Because it's like being bit by a dog with rabies or something, yeah, right? right? So it's not necessarily the bite that turns you no. more. It's more it's, these people are already infected yeah. but, but they and die. And let's, I wonder if they'll get to that. Yeah, I, I, I'm very how, curious how about that. that. Happened. Did you see there's that little – like? Um, I don't do the companion Walking Dead. Oh, that shit is good. Uh, it's cool though. Yeah. Like I watch it after. Yeah. What's Story Sync? AMC yeah, Story, Story Sync. Sync is they, they have these like they have this form okay. that is like a CDC form. Like this, is, if someone dies, take them downstairs. Like it tells you exactly what to do with the dead body. Oh yeah. It's as if some people already know what's happening. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, dude. Well, they're kind of like those cops. Remember that one shot? The cop is hoarding water all of a sudden. Yep. Like, those shots are really great. Those, I, love I love it when love they that. do that. Stuff and he's looking right. at him. These guys like, are in the know. Yeah, like that cop knows something and yep. he's not sharing it and he's just fucking he's just, covering he's just his own ass off, man. he's got to get out of there and the father's like huh what the fuck's going on there i like those little clues yes. those visual clues yes. they put in. I, I do enjoy the, the everything uh just collapsing into chaos and riots and anarchy yeah that shit is cool it's cool because it's the stakes are high and anything can happen at any point i mean I, if i were to survive in a zombie apocalypse like okay. to go back yeah. to yeah. you, what would you do uh i would i would spend the time building a team Okay. So it's not that I would do like much like filmmaking. Yeah. I can do the one man band thing, but if I know a farmer. Yeah, you need a farmer. You need a farm. You need sustainability. That's me. You can't just like, you need a marksman, a farmer. You need someone that's good with a sword, close combat. You need uh, an electrician. You know, you need, you need these things. Okay. Right. So I would, I would try to. I would try to assemble a team. You need an engineer, someone who's mechanical. Yeah. And then you also need creatives to fucking think your way out of situations where everyone's stuck. Yeah. Yeah, because if you're oh, just gonna if you're just gonna hang out on the top of a roof and you've got like a certain supply of like you know a rifle and some bullets, that's not gonna last you very long. But if you want to survive, survive. You need people. Are they an- the animals aren't infected though, are they? I don't think so. They're eating the animals. Yeah, wouldn't they be infected too? They're immune. So the animals airborne? have certain immune systems though. Mm, yeah, yeah. They don't get they don't get the flu like we yeah. do. If this thing turns out to be like an airborne thing that infects everyone. Uh, it's it's like Planet of the Apes. The apes all get smarter, uh, and yeah. the humans all die. Uh, that's a good point. Because of the simian virus. Maybe it's, it's gene specific. Have you seen Planet of the Apes? The new ones? Yeah. Yeah, it's good. They're really good. Yeah, they're yeah. great. Have they're you right? seen them? Yeah, yeah. Have you saw the and second one? Yeah, I saw the second one. So good. Yeah. 
So, so good. Kobo is great. Yeah. Kobo is yeah. amazing. Toby, yeah. Toby, that's Toby Kevel from Dr. I can't believe Doom. none of those were real goddamn monkeys. Like, no. it looks amazing. They the did mo-cap. a great, See, they did a great job with mocap. There. That's Weta, though, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, Andy, they've learned a lot since... Andy uh, Serkis is involved like in all hair, that stuff. The fur moving Man, is unbelievable. Well, okay, so... Let's get into some of these trailers. Let's go. All right. So what? Let, let's just go over what the the main topic was. You I like. Wanted, you want? Uh, yeah. you, you're, yeah. you're into short form storytelling, right? Yeah. Short. For, I, I believe in the power of short form storytelling. Um, I believe you know movies, long form storytelling is awesome. But um, there's something really cool about the attention the, to getting um, people's attention with short form, mm-hmm. right? So the length of a two and a half minute video. Um, or a minute trailer, a 30 second teaser. Um, the structure in that is really fun to play with. And I think that's where I excel a lot as Mm -hmm. a filmmaker and a storyteller is, is short form. I've never really gone beyond telling a story that's over 20 minutes. Mm. Um, so, but when you boil it down to these two minutes, it's really fun thinking through what is the essence of this piece, right? What is the uh, heartbeat of this film? Right. And so, for trailers, they are short form stories. They have a rising act, a falling action, and then a conclusion. Mm-hmm. Wow, even within it's the a three trailer. act structure it's a in three the trailer. trailer. Okay, um, and yeah. you can play with that though. Yeah. Like even if you know those rules, then you can break those rules. That's right. a, that's a line that we have in filmmaking too. If you know the rules, so that you can just break them. Yeah, um, but you don't. Just break them just because you can. There's everything you has have to be thought to, out. Yeah, you got to know the rules first. You yeah. got you to figure out the rhythm before you can yeah. even break. That's, yeah, like for instance, yeah. like, you know, one of the things that we do in our culture, what we, American culture, we read left to right. Sure. Right. Yeah. Typical, typical of movies when you want to introduce a hero, you Brain show them going left to right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. If you want to introduce a villain or someone opposite to that person, right to left. And yeah. there's this kind of like, so if you know that rule, then you can introduce a shot like that into a trailer to disorient you for a bit, uh-huh. you know, and be like, subconsciously, there's something happening where like, that didn't look like there's, that didn't look right or something's happening mm-hmm. in your brain. They do that all the time. And so these little, little nuggets that if you know how to do it, then you can, you can introduce some type of psychology to get you start thinking about it. Right. So yeah, you know, what makes a really good trailer is, is not just following through with those rules, but really thinking through the heart of it and what it's supposed to be. Um, and then from there getting really creative and then a really bad trailer subsequently just is like, oh man, oh like, my God. So you, you said a bunch of links and gonna, I, we, we have to have all these in the show. Notes. Uh, yeah. There. And I watched them and I got to tell you the bad trailers were just, uh, so that was a lot more enjoyable to watch than the good trailers. The bad, yeah. the bad trailers, no, not so coincidentally Holy were bad shit. films, I think. Hey, okay. Yeah. Here's the thing. So, so I want do you have, I want an example of a bad trailer for a good movie. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So my wife actually, you know, when I was going over this list, like, cause she loves movies like me. Um, she knows that a, a movie that's recently been close to the very top of my list now, just going forward forever, is Spike Jones's Her. I love that film. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people, some people don't like it, but I love it. And it's easily one of my top five, if not my number one wow. Okay, wow. in recent memory. Now, um, the trailer company that did actually a lot of these trailers, they're called Mark Woolen and Associates. Okay. Uh, if you're listening out there, guys, I really want to work for you guys. Um, <laughs> Link people, in the show notes. <laughs> we'll have all Mark Chris Attell's information. Yeah. Mark Woolen and Associates cuts the best trailers okay. out there. And, some, and, and, you know, they cut trailers that are so good, they're often better than the movie sure. itself. Right. Sure. So for her, for example, I really loved the film. And they actually were responsible for the trailer. Now, stacking it up there, the trailer stacking it up to my top five that I'm that I'm talking about today. Yeah, the trailer was just okay. Really, but the movie itself was phenomenal. But to me, when I f- when I saw the trailer, I knew Mark Willen did. I said that's a good trailer, but not one of the best. 
So, you know, you have a really awesome movie, a decent trailer. But Mark Wollin and Associates also cut the trailer for um, Liam Neeson's uh, movie, uh, The Grey. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. The Wolf, mo- the wolf now, movie. Now, The Grey received a lot of backlash because of that trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that Why? movie. Why? I thought that trailer was kind of bad. The trailer was awesome. The trailer it was, was like, really yeah. good. People had, took issue with it. It ends where it. he's like about to fight, fight the wolf. The wolf. Yeah. People took issue with it because – let's hit the spoiler alert action. Skip forward 20 seconds if you don't want to hear this. Um, he doesn't fight the wolf in the end. They never show him fighting the wolf. And so the the typical consumer, the typical like Transformers moviegoer. They felt duped. They felt like pissed off because yeah. he didn't fight a wolf. But I said, oh, you yeah. missed the point. Mark Woolen hit it right on the head. This is a killer trailer. Yeah. Um, you know, He for, looks like goddamn Wolverine. Yeah, at that he's going to go to town. Yeah. But there was some like, you know. Some stuff there that didn't work so what, out. So Sometimes it, actually, that doesn't happen in the film. He doesn't fight the wolf because um, that, that's what they built to Liam Neeson versus a wolf. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. right? They, they built to it, and he doesn't. He or doesn't do it. They cut thought. to black. Taken yeah. versus wolf. Oh, um, it does. It just cuts to black. Right? It, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another but wolf taken. For instance, like actually the the trailers. I actually like some of the trailers that were put out for you know Transformers, but I can't stand watching. No, the those movie is horrible. I can't stand it. No, those films. I, are I can't tell what the robot's face is it. from no, his ass. Those films. So Mike Michael Bay just goes for sensory overload. I just. You know, okay, just to, 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 to digress here a little bit. For, so I watched. We always digress. Great. <laughs> I watched. But uh, I digress. Age of Extinction on Netflix. Okay. And I watched it, you know. I watched half of it. Yeah. Wait, so what's, I, what's, I, what's that one? That's the, it's the one, one with the dinosaurs. Oh, Age of Extinction. Oh, 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 Dinobots. I watched it over the, the course Mark of like four Wahlberg. days. Yeah. I watched it over the course of four days because yeah. it took me that long because I couldn't stomach it. Yeah. I don't even know why. I think I was like doing packing or some type of work. You know, that I could just play it in the background. Anyways, I feel like Michael Bay has lost his way in terms of, like, shooting a regular conversation. Mm-hmm. He can't shoot a regular no. dialogue scene. No. The he, scene, yeah. there's a sequence where he's talking with his partner on their farm, their inventor farm or oh, whatever Wahlberg they have. Yeah, and, yeah. That, and that nerdy guy. And then yeah. all of a sudden he decides to take the camera and shoot between Mark Wahlberg's daughter's legs. <laughs> For what other reason than just showing that shot? It had nothing to do with the dialogue. I was so angry at well, that he, point. He's like, he can't settle down and just have a nice two shot where people nope. are talking. You gotta every slow shot, the shit down. Sometimes. Every shot's moving. It's no, a tilt all, yeah, up. It's constantly. a diagonal. Like, dude, relax. The like, guy's just going to the bathroom. Right? Just shoot do, him do, walking do, away. Do you think he just snorts a bunch of cocaine before he shoots? I, shoots he, I think he's just like he's he so like he doesn't think the audience will stay with it. I think because, he, he think, yeah. he thinks he has to make like a two hour music video. Yeah, that's really problematic. Attic, though, yeah. but you know, and and I look back at his earlier films, like I really still love The Rock. The Rock is an awesome the, film, the, man. The island isn't bad. The island's pretty good. Two thirds of it are bad. good, yeah. and then at the end, it loses its way. Yeah, but yeah, that's what I mean. Like um, the trailers that are released for it are really good. Sound design's really good, but then the movies, oh man, they're so bad. So what about? I always feel like there's a lot of layers at work at these trailers. Yes, there is the director who wants to entice the viewer, mm-hmm. but not give away the movie. Right. There is the marketing agency that wants to give away a lot of the movie because they don't trust their art and they don't, and they think people are stupid Absolutely. and won't come see it. And then there's just plain out, let's just show John Connor as the fucking Terminator yeah, and spoil dude. the whole fucking movie because we don't think anybody's going to come see this goddamn movie. I mean, you hit it right on the head. You know, that's the issue. Is I that why Sir, Terminator Genesis was going to make my list of worst trailers. No, and I'm surprised much, it wasn't on there. Yeah, well, um, I felt like these other ones were really... I mean, that one's obvious, though. Yeah. That one's so, obvious because it spoils a key plot point. In a movie, I, and right? I read why they did it. They're like, oh, because, you know, we, we, we just want 
viewers to enjoy the film or yeah. something like that. What a lame excuse, yeah. man. No, this is what Todd Dezago brought up. excuse, too. This is marketing controlling your yeah. content right. and your final product. And, the, and, and they fu- I took, and that's why I took issue with Age of Ultron's trailers and teasers. And I thought um, they did it well, though. You not did, in, well, you know. I, they I, I, took, I took issue with it when they when they started showing the whole Hulkbuster fight. Uh, yeah, before yeah. the movie came yeah, out, yeah, they, were they showed the whole but entire they didn't fight. Show the vision at all? No, they didn't. Okay, I'll that's give them, what I'll give I love. That. that got me. I did not expect. But I'm the like, vision. if you're gonna show the, they showed so the they whole teased, Hulkbuster. There was yeah. a whole clip, they, wasn't there? They showed the entire yeah. clip, yeah. and I'm like, dude, really? Like the movie's not even out yet, and you're showing this entire clip? Why? You know why? Yeah. You're going to attract viewers. You know, um, I just wonder what a trailer like that would be in the hands of a company like Mark yeah. Warren. You know, or something. I mean, like it that. gets to the point where you don't even want to watch the commercials or the trailers anymore because you know they're going to spoil the. No, that's something movie me out. and Imran are always talking about. We're like, should we watch this trailer? Ah, we want to because we're fans, but yeah. we don't want to spoil this for. I ourselves. once had a conversation oh. with someone because when. Star Wars when they dropped their first teaser, I thought it was awesome. Yeah. Yes. And then Just this person enough. this person I was speaking with was like, I didn't show anything. I don't even know what it's about. Oh, I go, dude, God. let's not have conversations anymore about movies. <laughs> let's it's you called and I Star Wars, let's you, you and I never talk ever again. <laughs> what the because, fuck do you, you know, think Star Wars is about? It's the same shit. Just like they were teasing it and it, Just let it go, dude, man. Dude, when I saw Han and Chewie, that oh, that was it. Yeah. But that's all you, you literally the brand at that point is so strong that yes. you can just show what they showed and it Le- should be yeah. enough. And in that case, less is more, especially right. for Star Wars. Yeah, and I think that's generally the approach that I have with movie trailers. If you can do it, just show enough, um, you know, boil it down to the essence and have that come across. Trust that the audience is smart enough yeah. to know that's, that they what's don't going trust on. The audience. No, you don't. And and that's the problem with a lot of films these days too, is that they don't trust the audience to know that they're smart enough to know what's going on, man. Like they can, yeah. people can figure well, it out. We're, 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 That's why you have loads of exposition in, in well, we're being where people are just fed everything what's going on. more and more. Yeah. It's a uh, fucking annoying. Uh, all right. So let's, let's get into, should we get into the get shitty into ones first? Yeah. Let's, uh, <laughs> Oh boy. Uh, let's start with, let's three. Here you got, let's you, go you, 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 it's from your show. three to one because one, like you can see how astronomically right. terrible it right. is, but so, three to one, we don't have to like, go too much into it but project almanac is takes takes the cake oh you want to go with the worst let's go starting with the worst with, wait, wait, wait what do we want to do worst or best i like i like starting with the worst okay it's just fun uh, so it's let, fun to poke fun me, at things th- okay you know what uh, this project almanac i was kind of like oh a time travel movie uh this could be good um but so this movie did it ever come out it came out i never watched it so that's what I mean. I didn't even watch this movie, but I know that this trailer's bad. So it all sounds like found footage shit. something weird. You guys, you gotta see this. Right there. Look in the mirror. Dude, that can't be. That's definitely Dude, me. Dude, that's me. We need to figure out what <laughs> How did I get there? Did you hear that? It's in my dad's old workshop. It's like I'm clicking or something. What the hell is that? Here we go. Project Almanac. Temporal relocation prototype? What does that mean? It means time travel. <laughs> Where they tell you right there. Oh man. Thanks for explaining that, fucker. I think we already did build it. Alright, you guys ready for this? This trailer, they give away so much in this fucking trailer. Dude. Like, th- this is the whole movie. You don't need this to watch is, yeah, the movie. This is a found footage style movie. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't actually mind toggling to um, number five on my best after this to show the yeah. difference. Yeah. So, okay, the reason why, as we're watching this, the reason why this is so bad is the way they're using, to me, the way they're using audio 
and sound bites. Yeah. Um, you don't often see people saying those no. actual words. Yeah. And to me, that says like they're hiding performances because the performances yeah. are yeah. so bad. Yeah. I mean, it looks like a. Student I mean, it's really film. calling no. attention to how poorly acted this film is. Oh yeah. Um, and then also, I feel like it's just like right there, like yeah. the whole coke throwing thing. Yeah. And then I'm like, this is so dumb, you know? This is ridiculous. But they, and they're literally they're giving away the whole movie. These yep. kids make a time travel machine. They go back and redo things so that things happen in their favor, right? Pretty, yep. pretty standard. And then here's the twist. Yep, and they show the whole twist. Then they dude. fuck with it enough. And it's oh, it's Michael Bay! Oh, produced by Michael Bay! Wow, how about no, no kidding? Wow, wow. wow, what isn't that funny? Without you pointing that out, I didn't notice that all the all the dialogue is not said on it's screen. It's all voiceover. It's not said on screen. Yeah. <laughs> so then they realize, I guess they fucked up with the past. People are disappearing. These people never saw any of the Back to the Future movies. I don't understand. It gives away the whole goddamn movie. Yeah, we already look how much of the um, look how much time they're spending on. On the, the 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 consequence, basically, yeah, the consequence and yeah. the and then the falling action. Yeah. Like they spent so and much time on it. That's the end where the guy's in the mirror. But you know, it, it does have uh, it there, does it does have three acts. It does. All yeah, right. So why is this why is this bad? So Chris? okay, um, I feel like the the tone they I don't know what tone they were trying to go for with it. For one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think they were trying to market to you know the teen teen group, right? And start with something that's fun, high school movie like, and then all of a sudden switch the market, you know, to. It's like they're trying to ca- capitalize off the divergent Twilight, all that it crap. It felt like it. And yeah. I honestly think, too, sound design wise, it was really bad because I, I'm not saying that you always have to cut back to someone saying those dialogue pieces, um, because sometimes dialogue, as you'll see with my number one, can carry the whole piece through. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, for this number three, though, of top worst, the reason it's so bad is because. Um, it's masking the bad acting. Yeah. And you can't save this movie even with a trailer that just uses these sound bites. It's yeah. really, really terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah, the production, the, whatever the production quality was for them cutting that trailer together was just Michael really bad. Bay gave Sorry, him like guys. 20 bucks to make this movie. He's like, there you go. I know <laughs> yeah. I'm Michael Bay, but here's $20. Put my name on it. So to showcase <laughs> like how, so if I were to recut that trailer, like there's a really cool shot in there where they're watching the YouTube video of the plane crashing and yeah. things like that. Those are really cool, mysterious yeah. elements. Yes. And if you give, like that we've been talking about. That part got me yeah. in. I was like, I was oh, like oh, that's a really cool. Yeah. You know, if you give the audience a like, benefit of the doubt, just show, just in, um, show the element of mystery a little bit. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would actually create more buzz. Yeah. You know? Or instead of showing what's going to happen. They showed, they showed me they showed the whole thing. They showed, they showed you the consequences Look, they showed you the problem in the beginning where the yeah. guy's like, hey, I'm in my own birthday video in the mirror and then they show, and then it they, the they show you how the fuck he gets there i like yeah. how, i like how what they're like i like how they show the invention and they're like it's a time travel machine yeah that's <laughs> funny thanks for letting me know yeah, yeah. thank you, know? you. Thanks, just... thanks for giving me no credibility what's Wait, no no credit time whatsoever travel machine yeah this is really cool though like i uh, actually think that is a nice comparison let's watch the bat top number five best here's how you do found footage right yeah this is uh, cloverfield which will be the cloverfield trailer which is very very good point i like that match really one of my because you're favorite right trailers this is how you do found footage i, mean, I think a lot of people have seen this but For Rob, say something to him before he leaves. Rob's awesome. I'm going to miss it. Rob, have fun in Japan. You owe me $11. How are you going to survive without Rob? No masking of dialogue there. Hey, how am I going to survive without you? I don't know. I'm like your main dude. (laughs) Good cut. (laughs) That's great. What was that noise? 
Godzilla. <laughs> Godzilla. This is a trailer. Yeah. Guys, this is a trailer yeah. that we're watching. It's so compelling. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like this. It I like how it be like, a short film. Yeah, I like how like, it, the tone like gets a little more slow right here. Yeah. And even the color palette, he changes it once uh, the shit starts going down. This is, I mean, this is, you're right. This could be a great movie right here. Great short film. I'll tell you, when yeah. I was in the theater watching this, I was compelled, man. Like, as a... You know, I always pick up editing and everything yeah. like that. Those are awesome cuts there. Those yeah. cuts, quick cuts to black. Yeah. The camera falling and you know? picking him up. And then this ending is so good. This is a, it's a great moment. You're right. Because you don't expect. You're like, what's coming? You don't you know? expect that it's the head of the Statue of Liberty coming rolling down the street. Right here. Last bit of dialogue. And that's it. And thank guess, you, Abrams. Guess it's going to be the best night ever. There you go. And let me ask you, what? That's pretty good. What do you not see? The fucking whole point of the, the monster movie. or the yes. movie, you know, like you don't see the consequence. In fact, of what's you don't going even happen. know that it's a monster movie. Yeah, it's you're you're not. It, it doesn't. You don't know. You, you hear, hear roars. You hear roars, and you think you, but you don't know. If, is that a roar of like something mechanical, yes. or is that a monster? I love it because I remember watching this when I watched this trailer. I had no idea that it was going to be a monster movie. I turn to my wife. Usually, it's a good indicator when I'm moving. I turn to my wife and I go, "Dude." That was good. You know, or, dude, I want to see that. Yeah. Because that was so solid. Like, look at the way, if you compare, they couldn't be more yeah. night and day. You're, you're absolutely right. right. You know? And they're both using the same concept they of sound are. footage. Sound yeah. footage, yes. but look at the, the sound bites that were used were inten- very intentional in yeah. the way that they were, like, trying to build a character. Yeah. Right. They're introducing the character, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, stories and films, that's what they should be about the character right yeah that the all other, focused on the main guy right? almanac yeah, was yeah, about the yeah. device the, right. it was yeah. about the it was about the it was about the idea the MacGuffin right? of the fucking yeah, thing yeah, yeah yeah but this like cloverfield man like it introduced a mysterious element the use of soundtrack uh, sound design here was really clever because it wasn't like a it wasn't a song they used the whole time mm-hmm. yeah it was like nat sound yeah. natural yeah. sound yes. from the party yep. from this and then yep. that actually the, only and then the, it and then the silence and then the silence it more, makes yeah. it yeah it makes yeah. it even more Where, like, when they're all out serious. on the roof and, and like figuring it out yeah, yeah, yeah when they cut to black this and that it's I, all honestly I haven't seen a good um, found found footage film like this in a long time that's true there's no music in that whole trailer nope. it's all None. natural sound these are a little Timberlake in there that was good yeah. Justin Timberlake but yeah, that was from the party scene. right yeah. the party but yeah. that, that enhances Re- the vibe of this love is a party really great cut yeah. in there too was like how are you gonna live without him he's your main dude turns to yeah. the, the guy I don't know I'm his main dude his you know such a great cut yeah, yeah. Yeah. cause you get um, the guy's character right there yeah. you know you're like oh he's, well, he's a charming guy or whatever yeah. and then as a post trailer stinger you know sometimes they include these little nuggets of humor or whatever that like it's going to be the best thing ever. Right. You know, that's really cool. And it cuts yeah. back to the beginning, you know, like the beginning part of yeah. the movie. And it's I, it's it. ironic that he's saying yeah. that too. Yeah. And I love it. Like, really, night. you don't know it's a monster movie. It's no, really, don't. it's fucking brilliant. When that Statue of Liberty head smashes on the ground too and you're, oh my God, oh my God. And yeah. then it just cuts. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Yeah. You know, so good because it builds up tension, leaves you there and leaves you wanting more. It didn't explain anything. No. You know? But so it, what great. made you want to see the movie. Good yeah. trailer. Good trailer. What's not a good trailer? <laughs> number oh, two is... You, oh, my God. Oh, You're number one on this list. I can't even wait. Just right. holy shit. Number okay, two, number two... The Legend of Hercules. From oh, what year? Man. This is... Hold this on. Is this really is... 2014. 24, oh, my God. This is the most... Okay. Really bad. This is the most generic fucking shit I've ever seen. from the beginning. I've ever seen. Oh, it started here. This is the the big dude from Twilight. Yeah. Is that who this guy yeah, is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kellen Lutz. Um, who is his name? What's his name in the Twilight I don't know. I don't know what he is in Twilight. 
I liked him in Twilight. I like him in Twilight because he's like quiet and funny. But this he's, is he's definitely not a lead. Lord of the Rings. Anyone? Yeah. Dude, this movie is, this seven, is um, five different generic movies. This is basically a carbon copy of every kind of movie you could think so of. So now we're watching 300. 300. Now we're watching 300. Gla- Slash. A little bit of Gladiator. Troy. Troy. Yep. A little bit of Braveheart, maybe. A little bit of Game of Thrones. This guy's like a really bad, yeah, bad dialogue. Yeah. All of these... Oh, boy, this looks so bad. Like, all the performance looks... Right, and even that title card, One Man Dared to Follow His Heart. We're set up for disaster here. <laughs> and then you go into a kiss. Oh, God. I understand you're having some trouble It's so generic. You sail to Egypt tomorrow. I wish you endless victories in the battle. 300. That's so 300. Because if you return here, I will kill you. I think he's had the same look on his face the entire time. Yeah, he does. He hasn't changed right, expression. There it, is, the same, there it is again. Good money for you. Gladiator. Yeah, the chance. same guy too. The same actor from Gladiator. I give you okay, there's some more 300 slow motion yeah. stupid shit. Everybody's it's done. Really bad. He's too tiny to be fucking Hercules. First of all, I don't know about that. Well, he should be bigger. <laughs> My loyal friend. Oh man! Hercules, you are the son of Zeus. Oh man! Embrace your father, and you will discover powers. Lord of the Rings. Never imagine. Towers. Oh, that is just horrible. Lightning listen sword strike. You're listening. Tonight, we fight for our lives. Oh my! Really? How do you offer these people their salvation when you cannot even save yourself? <laughs> Where is your strength now, half-god? Yeah, where's your messiah now, see? Wow. You know, it's weird. Like, that should should have looked really cool. Oh, man. But it was completely just... uh, I think that was an awful movie, too. It ended up being an awful movie. Yeah, that's a bad trailer for a bad movie, I think. We'll go into a quick uh, juxtaposition um, after this to compare... Legend of Hercules to Tarsem's. Um, uh, oh, Tarsem is, is great. Uh, is there any movie he did? I'm uh, trying to think of it. The uh, Immortals. Okay, we'll watch the difference between the Immortals and this. Oh, movie. I saw this in the movie in the theater. I've seen the Immortals. Okay. Uh, so wait, wait, before we get into the Immortals, just talk about why this. Was okay. A bad so trailer. did you pick up? Uh, did you guys notice that the main character Hercules? Um, do we ever see him talking? I don't think screen? he said no. shit. He, he had the same look one, on his face. He said two things when he was like screaming at the end. I can't remember. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, whatever. And then there's this line where he had this line of delivery where they just caught the tail end of his mouth moving. And again, <laughs> to just, me, that's it's like. It's cut like shit. It is. To me, I, again, you don't, always have to, you don't always have to cut to the actor saying things. But because they don't show ever, ever show the main character engaging with people with him saying anything. That's like hiding something really awful to me. Yeah, I mean, you know? I don't think you're hiding the fact that that guy is completely dull and uninteresting it's and has no like really bad. You're right, you're right. You it can does, see it that in like, the trailer. It looks like in the trailer uh, he can't. Three act wise, oh. too. Like I would say, like a lot of the filler fluff in the middle was like the was, slow motion. Yeah, you know, there's slow motion no. Porn. I don't really know what the story is. Nope, I still I don't know. It's I, like it's like a mish. It doesn't sound like a Hercules movie. No, it doesn't. It's, it's like a mishmash of Gladiator, Troy, it's like three, a shitty Lord of the fucking Rings. bargain rate Hercules. Yeah, and and. To be honest, like none of those shots laced together told me anything about the film. Like right. I didn't. I no. 
And it's just copping shit from all these other movies. Yeah, it's it basically feels like a carbon copy of copies of copies. Of yes, copies yes, of copies yes. Of copies. It's everything's and you know what? Everything's become so derivative. This yep. is what sometimes I fear happens. Is like yeah. you think it's original, but really it's your mind putting together all these three things, and you're like, oh fuck! Yeah, I so just ripped off three movies. I didn't to mean knock to do the, that. To, I haven't seen the film. But I've seen that trailer, That's and enough. that trailer will tell me everything I need to know about yeah, the film. That yeah. was a really bad, bad, bad trailer. I bet you the ending of the movie is somewhere in there. Can you Rotten Tomato that film real oh, quick? Oh, sure. Just to it's, see. Yeah. Let's see how bad. This is I, Legend of Hercules I don't for the remember, And this is last, last year. I don't remember this movie even coming out. Because there was another one. The Rock, I think, made a Hercules yeah, film. Yeah, he made a Hercules yeah. film. So I think that was getting more pub. Yeah, that trailer wasn't too Colin bad. Colin Potts. Okay. Three! Yeah! Oh! <laughs> Lame. Wow. Oh, there you that's go. It's worse than Fantastic wow. Four. There you go. Wow. Okay, yeah. So, oh, man. Well, I've never seen a 3%. Mm. That's, that's, that's really like a, awful. That's like a that's rare, really that's like bad. spotting Bigfoot in the wild. It's fucking, no, 3% uh, is really bad. I mean, yeah, that's, that's I, I feel like the um, the score they chose was really bad, too. Yeah. They tried to choose something epic and adventurous, but that failed. All right, it so flat. Hi, here's how you do this right. Yeah, let's watch 2011 the Immortals. 2011 Immortals. Tarsim Singh. Oh, one of my favorite directors, what by a, the way. What an amazing creative director. This is how you do it. He did the R.E.M. Losing My Religion. Miraculan King Hyperion has declared war on all of humanity. Oh, look at the costumes. I will end the reign of the gods. If there is one human who could lead them against Hyperion, it would be Theseus. Superman. He does not fear danger. Hyperion, man. He fears only the failure to defend his freedom. Oh, Cavill is in this, isn't he? Yeah, that's him. Yeah, right I there. forgot about that. Free Superman. Oh, that oh, looks shot. like a painting. The gods have given me vision. Fight for honor! Nice. Fight for your children! Fight! That's dope. I have faith in you. Prove me right. So not like the greatest trailer ever made, but in juxtaposition to The Legend yeah. of Hercules, that's how you do a an epic trailer. Right. And it came um, out on 11, 11, 11. Was that before 300? What year did 300 come no, out? No, that, that was after. after but I remember actually going to San Diego Comic-Con, and this was all over San yeah. Diego. Yeah. You know, ironically, so. if you can see – The movie see, wasn't that bad. Like the visuals are amazing in this movie. Yeah. The, the, the film to me wasn't that great. No. So I like Tarsem as a director. Yeah. But mm-hmm. the reason this trailer worked too is because you clearly have uh, a plot. Yeah. You know, for one, yeah. um, you don't see how it ends. Yeah. You know, right. there's a lot of epic action going on for sure. They showcase the action, but they also um, spread in some character moments. Yeah. Right? right. Character moments are what's going to drive the trailer forward. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I had balance. zero character moments yeah. in uh, Legend of Hercules. Well, right. there's, zero. there's no character in Legend you, you of just, Hercules. You just get the bad uh, actor acting yeah. like a villain. It's really bad. Yeah. Really bad. Um, even it's, here, like, it's finding that balance, though, man. Like of the, uh, the 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 money shots, yeah. and the character development without giving away the ending, but just enough to tease you. First fifteen seconds of a trailer are really important. Too. Really, yeah. First fifteen seconds of a trailer, really, because everyone thinks the last like fifteen no. or thirty well, seconds. I would say the first fifteen because it's the hook, mm-hmm. and then you also want to re- resolve well. Mm-hmm. But the hook is what's going to set the tone. And if you're consistent in setting that tone, like that's what I see as an editor, as a director. I'm like, yeah. I'm going to set the tone up for you right away, and then yeah. we're going to stick with that yeah. throughout. So, it, yeah, it makes it, as a viewer, I guess it gives you a little bit of what you're going to get into. It makes it more cohesive. And, uh, uh, where, okay, where do you want to go yeah, next? Yeah, so actually your, I digressed uh, a little bit. That yeah. that, that um, Tarsem's 
the Immortals was not on the list, but that was meant to show the juxtaposition between that and it the Legend a, of Hercules. Yeah. No, I like how we're showing like good and bad versions. Well, let's watch of, like, Creed. Creed thing. is not so. This Creed trailer isn't necessarily like all time favorites, but in recent memory, this is a really solid trailer. I, I remember watching this trailer. I'm like, this is awesome. Oh, right. Yeah, this I was is, like, this, it, this is good. Is oh, epic. sorry. To go back to yeah, yeah. why um, there's this really great beat series of beats in um, the Immortals trailer. It cuts into the guys banging their shield, dun dun dun, right. and then oh yeah, dun dun dun, and it's building up. Yeah, like dun and does it again, and then it's dun 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 dun. Like it cuts once to them doing it in the beginning, and then we never see it again until the resolution of that in the end. And it's a little like little mini story that they built in there. Where I was yeah. like, that's really cool, showing them banging on their shields. It's a tag, yeah. And they yeah, come back and tag really it again. Dope. Yeah. Um, but Creed, wow, Creed, throw Creed, Creed. Up uh, I think I know. It's good man. Wow, it's it's pretty epic. I'll tell you my favorite part. Just that. See, that we're, right we're, we're, uh, 50, bro, we're already 10 seconds in. in. Yeah. yeah. We hear muffled sound and then the light goes on right there. And you know, the guy's a, like, you just get, he's, a you're, you're already immersed in his world. Who are we spending time with? Yeah. Yeah. Character. Yeah. That's, it doesn't hurt that he's like jacked. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, what? Yeah. Look at him. This is great. That's a solid choice. They spent the first 25, 30 seconds just on him. Just on him, yeah. Look you at that and you're not giving away a ton of the film nope. either. Yeah. You get the tone of it right away. Love it. You're not built for this. These boys come in here. They got to fight for life. People die in the ring. Your daddy died in the ring. I don't know him. I ain't got nothing to do with me. Setting up the conflict in the beginning. Right. I've been fighting my whole life. It's not a choice for me. Great sound design. Yeah, I love that. The, the tape. Every punch I ever thrown has been on my own. Nobody showed me how to do this. I'm ready. Great song choice. Six wives in the fry of a mold with a better medic caviar bar. I'm an old desert. Dirty needles breaking all the old records. A hundred holes, one shovel, it's an old treasure. This picture's from the 10th round of the first fight, right? I heard about a third fight between you and Apollo behind closed doors. Is that true? How do you know all this? I'm a son. That's my favorite part. Looking at the world through the TV, a day room, rapping over beats for the K with the key. They made electric chairs for us, died day. Last meals, no one puts them to try and stay. Death row like sugar in a late pot. Maybe he could dig a tunnel by the eight block. Oh man, I got chills. Oh, yeah, that, right? it, it really oh, was. This is dope. I want to see this, this shot. Movie. What, what minute marker is this here? Uh, 2.15. Right. Yes. Right here. And keep moving forward. He, that's the that's actually a line from the Rocky film. Oh. He repeat that's Rocky says that in one oh, of the films. Dude, I, that's the toughest opponent you're ever going to have to face. Post Stinger. I believe that's true in the ring, and I think that's true in life. Just show me something. That's awesome. Love it. Wowie zowie. So uh, it, it, that it really makes me want to see that movie. Yeah, and you, you don't know that it's a Rocky movie going into it, and the reveal of him 
is so good. So good. And the real ballsy move about this trailer that I like, the, the creative choices they made here, they lingered on these long moments. Yeah. But then they interspersed it with this like musicality of cutting on beats and fading yeah. out to black on beats Rhythm. and fighting on beat. Yeah. But then you get these moments of rest yeah. where it's like I was just bombarded with a ton of awesome like you know visceral imagery. And mm. then you have this long moment of rest where he's in a restaurant with Sylvester Stallone talking. Right. And then – it cuts back into the fighting and then you get a moment of rest at the end where they're, right. they're back to dialogue. And then even that build up in the beginning, like how much help we spent 30 seconds with him in the, yeah, in the beginning. No That's words, 30 seconds of your trailer. No voiceover. I mean, it told you, it told you enough to know like what we're dealing with in this movie. That reminds me of like a good like song where they build up to it. I was going to say the it's the same thing. It's dynamics. Yeah. It's composition. Dynamic, yep, yep. You want to build it up. Then you want to breast part, bring your listener viewer back down and kick it back up and then twist things around. But it's, it's the rhythm. It's, it's, yeah. it's a rhythm. It's, yeah. There's a lot of musicality going on yeah. here that I was like very impressed by. Like mm-hmm. really, really solidly impressed. Love and the soundtrack is great. That, you know, that song it, is it good fits, for it. Song's it, good. It. It, it like throws back a little bit to the feel yeah. of, you know, the old Rocky movies. Yeah. You can hear it. There's a little bit of that pulse in there. But, but there's also like an urban kick yeah, to it. Yeah. It's not pandering. Right. It's just a throw, nice throwback. And it's know? another. It's a great example of how you restart a franchise. Absolutely. But a, a really well way for a new generation without you know and still giving note to Rocky like so kids will watch this they'll see this and they'll be like hey there's a movie about the old guy in Creed did you guys know that and they'll see it they'll be like holy shit dude this is shit it's a shared universe that 215 mark at the end where where he repeats the he first of all the line is great repeating the line from the original Rocky I didn't know that not about how hard you get hit. What Wait, was it? So it's not about how hard you get hit, but how hard you get hit and keep coming or something. Yeah. Coming back, yeah. yeah. But that we spend another 10 seconds with him just, just running, running at yeah. the camera. Right. Ballsy move, man. Yeah, in dude. your trailer. like, And it's in the gray sweatsuit like Rocky, but there's the yeah. Jordan logo yeah. on there, just, so it's like modernized. He's just like, but what you get there is you get like, you get character, right? Yeah. It's, it's. It's about the character, and they mm-hmm. really excelled in this trailer with that. I thought that was genius. That was what that was the the genius of the first like Rocky for, before they got like a little silly. Yeah, it was, it was about Rocky the character, not about right. the fights. It no. was about the character. Yeah, you yeah. rooted for him. The he fights was, were just yeah. a progression, an extension yeah. of his yeah. character. And I like how this is like a flip of the original story, right. where instead of a, a a poor kid from the streets making his way up, it's a rich kid. It's trying, a rich yeah. kid kind of coming back down to the streets trying to and trying to get yeah. his cred and fit in. It's yeah. fucking genius. So good. So and good. to have Stallone just as the mentor and and the point they show him, they wait and they wait. And you're like, okay, what's this creed? Yeah, it doesn't even originally. No, you don't even know it's creed. It doesn't even no. connect. You're that. just seeing his father die. Yeah. That's all you know. Yeah. And then you see the picture of him fighting Apollo on the wall and you're right. like, oh, shit. Yeah, they really did a good job. Yeah. Hope that film's good. <laughs> yeah. Right? So now, this could be thing. a case where the if, movie could be completely shit show. This could be a case show. where the, the, the Who's directing that? I don't think it's the guy from Fru- no, the guy from Fruitvale Station. Oh, yeah, that's right. Be oh, it's going to be, be good. And it has Michael, Michael Jordan. Michael, yeah. He's going to have this is break breakout it's year. Really dude. good. Well, other well, hopefully no one saw Fantastic. Did you see Fantastic Four? Uh, no, I don't, did not. He's still good in that, but this this role this is going to be his breakthrough breakout role. I'm really excited. I remember I saw this trailer in the theaters, and I I turned to my wife again. We see a lot of movies together. Like I said, I went. Yo, <laughs> you know this also. Yo. Yeah, we th- talked about that trailer on the sports show, right? Yeah. Like, Yo. that we yeah. got to include yeah. this. Yeah, because it's like a superhero. It's a superhero origin story, right? It's so good. You know they, what? They, and they, that's what it is. Yeah. They they um picked up on the proper way to tell an origin story. Yep. The tropes. Yep. Involved. Yep. Someone coming up or yep. someone coming but down. But they flipped you know? the trope a little bit with it being the rich kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and Which they did such a good so job. The rich kid without a father. 
That it's like, a, oh man, that opening shot. I also, shot. I liked. It reminds me of the uh, Straight Outta Compton trailer. Straight Outta Compton trailer. When right. I saw that, I was like, "Oh, this is fucking epic, dude! This is not just a bio. This is an epic fucking movie." Yeah, yeah. but and it, it all goes back to when you you know the rhythm of how a trailer goes, and then you know it so well that you can play with it. Yeah. So then now you can play with these plot themes and all that. Absolutely, stuff. Yeah. they figured out what they wanted to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, they figured out what the theme and you know what the heart of it was, mm-hmm. what the soul of this thing was, right. and then you can tell it. That, that's how it is. If it's a comedy or an action or drama, if you can figure out what the essence of this thing is, right. that'll give you the freedom to just express that. You know? Right, right. And there's, there's a lot of artistry that goes into that. People don't understand, like, as we're, now as we're working through this list, you know, in the hands of a proper artist, it could be really good. Like, yeah. I'm actually really interested in, in one of my side projects that I want to do is um, – <laughs> recutting trailers yeah like no, just as a, it's just as a practice that. i would love to see your version of these fucking shitty trailers right no that's that's a practice for me because it's like can i turn something really bad into something, something better better or something good um it's been a long like you know long brewing project of mine that i just haven't had the time to but i really want to get into it because it's an exercise you yeah. know no, that's something yeah. i actually want to do like as an editor one of my other projects is i'd like to because um, I, I really love Lord of the Rings, right? The original. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when The Hobbit came out, just because I love that world, I liked mm-hmm. going back into it, so we're spending all that time, and that's cool. But I'd actually like to see if I can take that nine-hour film and condense it into one. Oh, please do, because mm-hmm. that's the only fucking thing that bothers me about... Because it's Needlessly a, long. It's a nine-hour movie, eight of which they're just fucking walking. Yeah, they walk <laughs> around a lot. But like, that's the what battle I mean, like, scenes are great. Just cut all the battle scenes together. I don't give a shit about the rest of it. I just want to see if that, it's possible. You know, <laughs> yes, it is. I would watch down. that cut. Yeah, I have, yeah but- I have one more point about like artistry and movement and uh, playing with the rhythm. This is the way I... So I'm not a creative as like you guys. But um, in fighting... So like UFC, I talk about UFC a lot. Yeah. Um, in fighting, you learn, you know, I throw a, a jab hook or a jab cross hook. And you, you, there's a certain rhythm that yeah, fighters sure. pick up of movement where you, like, you can almost – like if you played a song while yeah. a, a fighter was fighting, you would almost look like they were dancing He's to the, the song. Yeah. So the best fighters are able to manipulate that rhythm mm-hmm. so that now I know the rhythm so well that yes. the other guy – my opponent is picking up on my rhythm. But now I'm going to change you, the beat. You improvise. Yes. I'm, now I'm going to now I'm going to throw it's a like, drop right it's here. It's like improvising right. yeah. in jazz. Right, exactly. It's like any any other. It's another form of artistry where yeah. you you know the rhythm it's so well, and then it disorients rap. your opponent. Just like when you're talking about a trailer where you you know like a, a hero is supposed to come in from left to right, right, and you change that, and all right. of a sudden it's like, whoa, what the hell just happened? Yeah. The same thing in fighting. The yeah. same thing. It's same thing across other mediums too, which is what I'm trying to yeah, to absolutely. get across. Yeah, know the rules. And you know the rules you, when you know the rules so the well. Structure. Yep, and then you can break manipulate it. it. Yep. Manipulate yeah, it. Manipulate it. Yeah, exactly. All right, listener, Imran actually had to pee, so we're gonna take a quick break, and then we'll get back to the uh, best and worst trailers on Chris Atella's Do you list. like superheroes? Do you like comics? Do you like film? Do you like comics and films about superheroes? Well, then you're in luck because we here at A Place to Hang Your Cape have everything for you. We've got reviews. We've got interviews. We've got list articles. We've even got a few videos coming up. Anything you could possibly want that's relating to superheroes, we have A Place to Hang Your Cape, where superheroes go to hang their cape. The name is self-explanatory, really. I don't know why I have to explain it, but there you go. Find it at ap2hyc.com. The H stands for H. <laughs> <laughs> the H. Doc and Nerd That actually reminds me, we should shout out a place to hang your cape, the site we're on. Well, we just did. That's I know, but, I played the commercial. But I want to explain it to Chris. Oh, okay. Do you know, have you heard of that site? 
Mm. So we're on a place to hang your cape, ap2hyc.com. It's a, a basically a comic book, movie, TV show, anything geek-related. A lot of independent stuff. We're actually um, on that site. They interview sponsor. independent oh, creators cool. that and this, have and this like whole month is Spider Timber. Uh, oh, yeah, we're yeah. right. We have a couple of Spider Temper shows we've done. We will have more Spider Temper right. shows. We're coming up. The month ain't over. And uh, see, and they have all this. And look, there That's we are right, right there. there. Yeah. We, uh, Very cool. they, they post our show and the Geek Chorus with uh, Peter Kendall, Mike Sangagario. Great show. You did recorded with them, what, three episodes ago? Super yes, Spider-Man that crossover. we kicked off September right, right. with the crossover with the Geek Chorus. It's all actually, David has one page. Right now, if you look, there's a link. It says Spider Timber. And it's got, uh, if you all go to, Spider-Timber just go to, I'll have a link in the show notes, shockinger.com slash 39. Just go to ap2hyc.com slash Spider Timber. And it's got uh, the whole crossover, two parts in one article. There is this 10-minute Spider-Man sketch thing he's doing for charity and i kind of want to do one uh he's just asking people to submit like a quick sketch for 10 minutes and they're going to auction it off oh yeah i charity. thought of you when he said that i, I totally i still ha- i still have to do it yeah. i could do a bunch and then all all the uh other websites that are participating in spider timber like i'm with geek.com like geek oh, yeah. are you a spidey yeah. fan who's yeah, your yeah. favorite version what's your favorite incarnation well because i was growing up in comics in the ni- early 90s so like McFarlane's version. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. See, man. he's closer to my age than your age, motherfucker. Yeah, no, McFarlane's version, Look. and then like, of course, Jim Lee's version of the X Men. Wait, yeah. uh, how old are you? Golden. 30, thirty. Let me guess. Um. Oh shit, thirty-two. Thirty-three, man. No, so I just thirty-four by three and eleven. Yeah. So he is closer to you. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, he's actually right in the middle. No, he's you're in the middle because you're thirty-nine. Yeah. I'm twenty-seven, and he's thirty-three. Yeah. So right go. in the middle. So yeah, but if you came in, yeah, on McFarland's X Men, that was so awesome because uh, you never saw shit like that. You never saw Spider Man's eyes that big. You never saw him pose in poses that yeah. he'd look like a spider. You never you, saw. You always McFarlane. emphasize that too. With, the poses. Yeah, yeah, dude, it was it was it was distinctive. Like Todd bought this incredible. He drew style. Him like a spider. You never yeah. saw thick spider so webs good. with knotting around it. He had some iconic. Uh, I mean, created covers. Venom. He had yeah. some iconic the covers, covers too, were great. Just like uh, ridiculous. That was a good time in comics. It really was. <laughs> and then slowly they ruined it for a little bit. It was ruined for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, but they're in the up and up. Yeah, no, the comics yeah. are back. That's how. That's actually how me and Imran got connected through comics. I mean, the, nice. yeah, uh, the numbers are not as near as they were selling, but that's good because you don't want that because it's too fucking much. Mm-hmm. And it causes uh, everything to just go... <laughs> Uh, anyways, we were at where are we? Number four, right? We just finished number four on uh, <clears throat> my was, best list, which that is was Creed, Creed, which is really great. great trailer. Yeah. Uh, let's go. <laughs> do we want to go to number one? Well, on let's, let's, should we save number one? I want to yeah. save well, number one. Where do you want to go? Yeah, I want to save think number the one. Number for one why word should be so last. bad. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. It's, Holy shit! It's mind boggling. It's really, really bad. That's fucking okay. Let's, let's we'll, stop. We'll, hold off. Hold off. We'll show you what. But let's go to my number three on the best list, and then I can go to dishonorable mention on the worst list. Okay. Okay. Let's go to number three. Number three for oh. me on my best list in recent memory for trailers would be the Mad Max trailer. Yeah. This hit trailer. That, hit that play button. Is that that one? This might be it. I'll know within the first 15 seconds. My world is yep. fire and blood. This is it. Everything is dependent on oil. We are killing for gasoline. The world is almost out of water. 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 Now there's the water wars. See, so right away I have this, like, what the hell is happening moment. Yeah. And that's so good. Yeah. You hear Hardy's rough voice. And the, the, the news clips. Sick. What the fuck was that? Everybody's gone out of their mind. You're not the only one. 
title cards are exceptionally well done in this I, as well. Yeah, I do like that. Out here, everything hurts. It's like Walking Dead. You want to get through this? Do as I say. Ridiculous. Now pick up what you can and run. It's an outstanding choice for a score. Yeah. Just the sand alone moving underneath yeah. her. It's gorgeous. Oh, what a day! What a lovely day! It's the most freakiest fucking visuals ever, dude. We're really kicking the high gear here. I love the music. Oh man, Fuck, dude. this is so good. Look at that, that's a real dude swinging around like that. Oh, that's Nicholas Holt, wow. Oh. Sound design. God damn. That's a trailer for That's us. how you make a trailer. Because they showed you so much without giving uh, anything away, but you're like, what the fuck is going on? Right. What did you like about that one? So in this instance, you know, we've been talking about not showing the person speaking. Mm-hmm. It works here. Yeah. It works yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. That's you interesting. Know, it doesn't work in other ones, but it works here. And the, I think the they voiceover really, is so confident. They took advantage of, um, because you know what? The film, you know, itself, he doesn't say a whole lot. Right, yeah. doesn't say much at all. Actually, oh, he's strapped he tells, to the fucking car. The they tell a lot of it through their physicality in this movie. Um, but for this one, I think like the sound design was really, really good. Mm-hmm. You have like this, like you know, mechanical grinding car noises, but then you also have like these great bass beats. The music choice isn't yeah. something that you'd, you immediately <clears throat> the think. operatic classical yeah. music, but it's w- it, oh, it's, it, it works. It and then when they pull out the sound, and then they and so one of my favorite moments in this trailer is actually when um, Charlize Theron's character uh, Imperator Furiosa, Furiosa, awesome name, one of the best yeah. names in, in cinema. Once um, she just hits the sand, and yes, the sound pulls out, and it just. It just rests, yeah. right? Yeah. That with the sand moving, though, underneath it. Yep. If it was just the sand resting, I don't know if it would have worked as well. Well, and, yeah. it's, and it's a great pause before it goes boom, 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 boom. Yep. It gives you a whole bunch more things. Yeah, that build that first right <clears throat> away when all you hear is Max saying, my world is fire and blood, you know, like right away. And there's nothing on screen. You're like, oh, man, I'm getting into it. Mm-hmm. So they, t- they made a great choice right off the bat with just doing black, right, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And then you hear his, his voice, right? And then... Um, the next shot that they chose, you know, because this, this whole film was like a visual feast, right? Mm-hmm. But the, the flares and the exploding in the sky, yeah. like with you driving over yeah. that, that sand mm-hmm. again, like it's, it's a nice, like a uh, shot to choose in the beginning to get you invested in what's happening. Right. Um, they had really great character moments with these exchanges of picking up when people are just looking at each other. Mm-hmm. And then you get that shot of, um, what's his name? Uh, Immortan Joe. Really quick, yeah. like really quick, and you're like, dude, what is this? <laughs> yeah. They, 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 yeah. they just set up enough like apocalyptic imagery yep. 
but did it in a way where it was different than what you'd expect. Because most apocalyptic films, like, um, they're a very desaturated palette, right? Yeah, yeah. So this capitalized on that very saturated it's orange. Very right, warm. Right. It's still it like very warm. monotone, but yeah. warm. So because they, 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 you know, they already had that going for it, and they're like, it's already different than most um, apocalyptic films that you'll see, post-apocalyptic films that you'll see. And then they chose an operatic score, which I thought was genius right. because you don't do that with these movies. Usually, you choose some type of like. Um, electronic music or something you know um, it makes it more timeless it does yeah there's this the feel to this trailer had a very timeless feel to me and it had that feel of like this could this could take place anytime yeah you know you brought up too how um the lead doesn't talk i think that's also where you know what you have Right, and Tom Hardy. You, everyone knows at this point that he's a pretty good actor. Yeah, so you mm-hmm. don't need to have him saying much. Yeah, he's the type of actor where he just shows up on screen. Right. You're like, dude, he's this, got the charismatic yeah, presence. It's, he's it's, got a yeah. physical charisma. It's yeah. all in that physicality. Whereas that the, the last trade of Legend of Hercules, Kellen Lutz, there's he no physical, physicality. There's no physical charisma. No. You wanted him, him to say something, but and you don't know. You don't. He he's not no, really. He has, has no presence. He has no cachet either. He has. You're not someone that he's not someone that you immediately recognize and go, that guy's a good actor. And what I love too about this film is because you know I've seen this film. It is one of the films I have seen, so I, I know what happens. Yeah. But they didn't let on. Like yeah. when I'm watching that trailer, it didn't yeah. give away. It gave away absolutely nothing. Yeah. It gave but, away that there's a chase. Yeah. And this is a and chase. A lot of about crazy o- and it's shit about happens. oil, right? Yeah. It's about yeah. water. Yeah. yeah. Or oil. Uh, about a chase, and he's, uh, you know, because we both haven't seen it. <laughs> oh, it's saw the beginning of it, guys. I would say that that was easily. <clears throat> I heard it's great. Number I two. Yeah. I think on, on Rotten Tomatoes, like ninety-eight, like an unreal score on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, it's it's definitely, dude, that movie. Yeah, I mean, and talk about using practical effects and building all the shit and actually doing the stunts with people and putting their George lives Miller. in danger. George Miller. Yeah. Here's the thing. George Miller he directed Babe and Babe in the yes, City. and Happy Feet. And Happy Feet. Lorenzo's Oil. Been and doing Lorenzo's Oil, which the, he's The seen. one film I've seen from George <laughs> doing Miller. doing kids movies and then all of a sudden he comes out. <laughs> his cinematographer. The DP, his cinematographer is like 70. Wow. And he's almost 70. Well, Miller is 70, yeah. And these guys ran circles around Hollywood directors. Yeah. Man, they yeah. killed it. Um, so that trailer, yes, that, that that very much captures the tone of the film. I would highly recommend it. Easily top three films of the year for yeah, me. Yeah, Maybe wow. my number one. Wow. Maybe my number one. So yeah. good. Yeah. Crazy good. God damn it. Do you need on... to have seen the other Mad Max? No, no. not at all. No. Okay. Nope. You just no. need to know that it's a post-apocalyptic yeah. world. Say that That's three it. times fast. <laughs> Please don't. He's going to hurt himself. Oh, shit. <laughs> so that was Mad Max, my number three on top best list. Uh, well cut. Great yeah. sound design, beautiful images. Makes you sure. really want to fucking see that shit. Yeah, yeah dude. You're right. Yeah. Yep. Oh, and that trailer really, I mean, you get what you, you, you really get that in yeah. the movie. Okay. That's what you get. Yeah. That is the <laughs> movie. That warm, crazy. And that, so, oh, actually, I will say this, um, and I can say this in, in retrospect. There are very rare moments in that film for you to actually breathe. Wow. It feels like someone's pushing your your heart down it's into your chest. Really? to the wall the whole time. And, and then you get moments like in this trailer where it pulls back and you see Shirley's Theron just like yeah. just screaming into the air yeah. where there's moments of rest. There are very few moments like that in the film and when they do, they're punctuated. That's yeah. a punctuation mark. Yeah. You know, on everything that just happened. Yeah, I heard it's just fucking, he's just goes cra- like it's full on action. It's intense. We, we need to have seen this movie. It's a lot, yeah. <laughs> Let's go to... Um, bad geeks. Let's go to Dishonorable Mention. <laughs> Dishonorable Mention. Like, we're not going to play this one. We've watched it. Um, it's uh, <laughs> Chris has the yeah. Supergirl six minute first look trailer that yeah, we watched seen, uh, we've, we've months seen ago that, yeah. and we talked yeah. about it and we were like 
Uh, first off, is six minutes too long? Yes. <laughs> so this, this is why it's in the dishonorable mention okay. category yes. because it's not technically a trailer. Yeah. To their credit, no, they no, released a trailer a, that a, was far better right. than, yeah. than this. Yeah, the TV promos have been better. They've been better. This is just the mini. It's a mini episode of the. It's the pilot episode. It's like a. It's a re a six minute recap of the pilot episode. Yeah. But um, you don't have to watch. What the I found episode. really funny about this six minute trailer, yeah. and I'm sure you guys are familiar with this, yeah. the, the SNL video for Scarlett Johansson's Oh uh, the Hearst. Black Widow, yeah, the rom com. It's really <laughs> good. They nailed it. They they nailed it. That is basically this trailer. Yeah. So that came out before this. Mm-hmm. They made a joke trailer a for <laughs> Scarlett Johansson yep. being the Black <clears throat> Widow in her own film, and they made it into like a rom com, like you know, girl in the city trying to find love in New York or whatever. And that's what this trailer but, is. You know, the difference is like this is a, a TV show, and it's a you know the pilot episodes always suck a TV show. That's true. And so they're just trying to promote the pilot episode. But, yeah. I think I think but, six minutes is too long. I'll tell you what's bad about it though. Okay. The, the biggest, I think, the biggest sin that this trailer commits is, is, um, and this could very well be the tone of the show. I'm not sure, but relying on that, 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 um, romantic rom-com character trope, like best friend, this and that, like the fact that they want to showcase that mm-hmm. it, to me is like, ah, uh, man, you know, you're going there, you know, you're really making this. They're going for that audience though, that, I you mean, know, yeah, that I guess if they know the target audience. Up. So that's sin number one. The biggest sin, though, is that freaking stupid song that they use. Oh, yeah. What's uh, the song? This is my flight uh, song. Oh, oh, yeah. no. No, no. When they put that Lame. in there, <laughs> I I lost it. Oh, man. I that is, that was is so it, tur- it turns it into like a, a, a fucking deodorant commercial or something. Yeah. I like, was, it's uh, like a, it turns into a tampon ad. Like, it, made come me, on. it made me mad. I was like so <laughs> angry. When that song came on, I don't like the song to begin with. They're spoon right. feeding us again everything. Well, but, and the thing is, it's like that's this is a girl like girl lead. Yeah, we so then get you're, it. you're throwing the most yeah. like girly girly song you could throw. Clay. Yeah, it's cliche. And it doesn't have to be that though. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It doesn't have to be that way, but they make it that way. Which, the girl can which be more empowering. They should just yeah. play the Beyonce song. Or no, they should have just made it like <laughs> any. They should have treated it like a man's yeah. like an you, empowering yeah. song. And then they're yeah. like they're like this. Well, Supergirl can fly. This song is called Flight Song. You get it? You see what I did She's there? flying <laughs> while Flight Song is playing. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, you, you are doing some over, like, definitely blatant overhanded stuff that I just cannot that remind, It reminds me over of... Over the top. It reminds yeah, me of Zack Snyder putting Jesus imagery yeah. around yeah, Man of Steel. Yeah, heavy-handed. Heavy-handed shit. Very heavy-handed. <laughs> heavy-handed, all six minutes of it are heavy-handed. Yeah. It's like, rom-com in your face. Uh, she's like, there's action here, but, you know... Really? It's about this girl just trying to find her way. But and she's just trying to fly in life, I, man. I, <laughs> she's trying to fly, man. Oh, shit. Wow. I just want to fly and carry yeah. planes. I just want to fly. I, I, did, I feel that they achieved their goal, though, with that promo because that's exactly who they want to watch the show. Well, I don't want to be friends with those people. No, and neither do I. But, yeah, like to, to their credit, they have a, a minute and a half version that is – Far more condensed and better, but I, I'm just talking straight up about this. Yeah. Like, plus the, please. The, I think the episode had leaked, and they were trying to like get ahead of it or something. I don't know. It's six minutes. It's a Who long knows? time. They, I haven't seen it yet. If there's anything that I, I hate either. the most is when a studio is forced to include some type of pop song. Yeah. You know, they do this a lot of time in like 
I guess, what is it? That studio, Revolution Studios. I think they're the company that makes a lot of those teen tween movies. Okay. Okay. That were ripoffs of yeah. like Twilight and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. And they have to end with some type of marketable song. <clears throat> yeah. It drives me insane because I know what they're doing. Yeah. They're trying to do tie-ins. Well, there's, there's product placement all over those shits. Anyway. It's tie-ins, yeah. man. And yeah. I'm like, for the sake of your art, now they you are sell, destroying your piece with Now tie-ins. they can sell their record at Target. But you're, you're also dated. Like you said, it's not it's timeless dated. anymore. It's dated. It's dated. Yeah. It's, dated. it's, it's immediately dated. dated. Yeah. You know how much I threw up on my mouth when I heard Nickelback was on the soundtrack <laughs> of Spider-Man 2? <laughs> no, that's like, Spider-Man 1. Fuck, or no. It was, Hero. It was oh, Hero was on Spider-Man 1. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, like, so what? Yeah, here's a quick aside. Like, I had that moment watching Amazing Spider-Man 2, which, again, took me like three days to watch because it was really, really, well, yeah, I yeah. really had a rough time with that. Um, but I enjoy Mark Webb as a director, director 500 Days of yeah. Summer, which I thought JGL, was brilliant. Yeah. Um, anyways, back to that. But there's that moment where Peter Parker is tearing stuff on his wall and he's really sad about his dad and he's taking stuff off the map. And they use that like Philip Phillips song, I think. Ew, it was an American <laughs> Idol song. <laughs> it, it dates the whole fucking thing. Make your heart a home. And I'm like, what does this have to do with him pulling stuff off the map? I was so angry because I'm like, okay, he's obviously a – is he a Sony artist? He could very well be. Probably, I don't know. yeah. But I was angry because I'm like, you just destroyed this sequence. This could have been really powerful and you destroyed it by throwing a marketable song in there. While he's smashing his PlayStation. It was and, so uh, <laughs> frustrating. You know I, what? I hate it when they do that. Uh, you know what else? I was disappointed in the Raimi movies with – uh, Danny Elfman's score, score. because heavy handed score a little bit. It, no, it was just forgettable. Yeah, like I'm yeah, like, yeah. oh, when I heard that he was going to do the first Spider-Man movie coming yeah. after Batman, what he did with Batman? Try to I, hum, try to hum the tune from Sp- from Raimi's Spider-Man. Does you, anyone know, dude? The, no, what is it? No, I don't know. I don't know. No. See, but I don't the, know. The score from Batman is so recognizable yeah. and so memorable. That they brought and it into so the animated good. series. Yes, yeah. you know it was. Yeah. And then I was like, ooh, Elfman, he did the Simpsons. You're like Danny Elfman going to do, and it's I can't hum it. I don't even know. It's fucking boring and forgettable. It's a know. non-score. It happened again though with uh, it's the, the new Amazing Spider-Man. He, I can't, I can't hum his theme either. Who was that? Was that Zimmer that tried to do that? Zimmer tried been, to do it, I but like been Zimmer, yeah. man, I can't, I can't hum it. I don't know what it sounds like. No, I don't know any of the. I, no, neither of the movies have, the movie. have memorable yeah. tunes. Yeah, that's what uh, actually Avengers when they in the uh, when they line up as a team the first time and they play that score. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that was very iconic. I remember that score. It's like yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. That, when they're like, they're doing the rotating shot of them yeah, all yeah, together, yeah, like that's, at least, yeah. that's a memorable. Yeah, thing. yeah. You don't I, I, just because you don't remember, I don't remember it. That one. I don't remember that one <laughs> yeah, but so that was my uh, dishonorable mention, and that tops right, that's off. A, my, <laughs> that's my worst a good list. one. Okay, so <clears throat> we have one more worst and uh, two more good. One yeah, more worst and two more good. Uh, from that dishonorable, I'll go to the honorable mention of Inception real quick. Okay, okay. Um, Inception again did what we no. what we've been talking about, Which, and uh, we it's audio. been doing a great job. Like we so. know Nolan's films, yeah. he likes to build mystery, much yeah. like J.J. Abrams. Right. Doesn't let on about what's happening or what's going on. Beautiful trailer yeah. because it doesn't tell you. Yeah. Anything you see, stuff bending and and reality. And then warping. the score, holy smokes! The and then score, you're like, what the, in, right, this is the first time we're introduced. It's the first time we're introduced to this type of score by Hans Zimmer for something like this. That like pulsating, time ticking, you know. With the doom. Yeah. idea can transform the world. And Great sound the bites used for this too. That's part of it. Like people don't understand sound design and sound bites are really important trailers, and they nailed it. I have to steal it. Dude, see, like the water, the turning, water. Yeah. I remember watching this trailer the whole time, being like, "What, what the fuck is, is going happening?" On? Yeah, yeah, and they don't tell you. No, they don't. 
She even says, wake me up, wake me up, but you're not, you didn't know at the time. Brilliant. You don't know yet. Right there, that, at the end. And I love this title. That, that's yeah, the maze in the title pulling out from the cities is fucking unbelievable. So Nolan always does a great job with his trailers, I think, because it lets on enough, but not where it's like That's a good point. They, they, they didn't give away anything, Nothing. but you're like, what is going on the here? score what, was really great. Great sound bites. Beautiful shots. Beautiful yeah. editing. I Listen, I fucking love Memento so much. Yeah. Man. Oh, yeah. It's me one too. one of my favorite movies. <laughs> Memento is uh, one of the films that... It's the best mind that, fucking yeah. Movie ever. You, you let me borrow that. I, I agree. That's it's a really so, good. so good. Yeah. Um, Any movie that, you want to learn about? You want to learn about story structure? Yes. And how to manipulate? Yes. Watch Memento. He cut the shit out of a story and put it back together. All yeah. That's that's exactly how forwards. manipulating the rhythm of a, a t- yep. typical story, disorienting the audience, disorienting you, and, yeah. and trusting the audience enough to be like, "You're smart." That movie made out. you work. Like you had to work to keep up with that movie because you're while you're watching it, you're thinking backwards yeah. in reverse. And forwards to figure out what the fuck's going on. I was like, oh my god, my brain hurts. And Which I love it's, that. It's just the fact, too, like, in when you're putting together a puzzle in real life. Yeah. And the head. reward when you yes. figure out this puzzle yeah. and you yes. figure it out like a Rubik's Cube. Yes. And the same thing with that film where the reward was like, holy shit, I figured this out. That's yeah. why I uh, love that movie because yep. movies don't do that. No. When you find a movie where- Michael Bay does it. I love. I just love it when these, when these trailers like uh, pitch you up as an audience to to be able to figure it out. They're yeah. not spilling it right. all out for you, but just giving you enough, right? Exactly. But cool. those rare movies that have that revelation, and you're right there, and you didn't see it coming. Like, all right, uh, yeah, that's great. All right. Yeah, so that was honorable uh, mention. Uh, yes. And now we're back to the last, th- the last two best, and the final worst. Yeah, we'll go in that order. Tree of life. Tree uh, of life. Tree of life. Now. Um, Full disclosure, I am someone that really likes Malik. I yes, love Malik, yes. and I love Tree of Life. Yes. Now, I'm not one of those people that makes people love the directors I love. Okay. Some people don't have a palette for Malik. Some people don't have a palette for Tarantino. Some and watching this, I totally, you could totally see Malik's influence. Uh, if you watch the reel and compare it to this, like you see the influence. This is beautiful. Like right away, we're introduced to First this, 15 like, seconds. orchestral score. There are two ways through life. And like the nebula of Great the sound universe. by here. The way of nature. In the way of grace. And you can see his influence on the way I shoot. You have to yeah, I see it yeah. right away. Yeah. It's he's very Terrence Malick, yeah. No, he is. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm just going to let this play out, and then I'll comment on it after. This looks like you're real. Yeah, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Tell you. Got a long way to go. <laughs> no, man, you're close. You're close. He's afraid of you. Things oh, it really does look like it's real. Malik prefers to shoot with natural strong. light only, so man. never uses studio. That's all natural light. All natural light, Fucking and then hell. just manipulators, you know, like uh, filters and uh, just like reflectors yeah. and stuff like that. That's it. Scrims. So is that little boy become Sean Penn? Yes. Yes. I got sorry, God, for that. Someday we'll fall down and weep. Your life will flash by. Beautiful trailer. Uh, will always be in my top five forever, I think. Um, and for a lot of reasons. This for is, one, what year is this for? Oh, 2010. Yeah. For one, Malik, as a filmmaker, and I feel like um, this trailer capitalized on it, is there's this really great quote uh, about Malik that says, Some people some people build stories or some people build movies. He builds cathedrals. Uh. Mm. Right? His movies are not 
straightforward. They're not very, they don't follow like, you know, your classic story structure. They're very poetic. This is what we've seen in this trailer. This is poetry, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's beautiful shots laced with amazing audio. The whole thing is so lyrical. It's lyrical and like abstract almost. Yeah. And the way it like swells and moves to, you know, and, and they picked particular images that were more epic to lace in towards the end to, to, to have a rising action. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily mean that that's, that's what happens in the film. Mm-hmm. It's just saying that like, these are the images that carry this forward. The sound bites that they chose are, are so beautiful. You know, um, it, it like really captures the, I think what Malik was trying to say in that two hour opus of his yeah. <laughs> and boils See, it down. And to this, this was interesting because I haven't seen this movie. And then, and the trailer, I still don't know what the movie's about. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I didn't know what but the movie's about. I, I can tell it's it's a very artful, thoughtful ex, – it's going to be an experience. Exactly, yeah. yeah. You don't know what the plot is, but you know that this is well-crafted and beautifully and it's done. it's going to be like yeah. a, a sto- like a story – kind of like a, you know, like a Mark Twain, like just one thing after another following characters. You can tell there's a ton of thought put into it. This very, film is, is more than – What is the movie level. about? Yeah, it's what very, is it about? It's very lyrical. What is the movie one? about? Um, the movie is basically about – Sean Perrin's character is kind of like, I guess you would call him the anchor, but he's thinking back to his childhood. Yeah. But um, in terms of story structure and narrative, one thing about Malik is he doesn't do three-act structure. He doesn't do oh. like straight-up storytelling like that. He'll just keep doing flashbacks and voiceovers. It's as if you get these little vignettes, as if you're, you're reading like a book of poetry, <sighs> mm-hmm. and then you just throw visuals on top of it. Yeah. But what he's getting out of that is the essence of these people and this family in light of all this people yeah. dealing with loss, it's people character dealing, work, people, his, his feelings about his parents, how mm. he remembers these mm. things. It's that kind of a movie. And I think when people saw this, they were expecting something a little bit more linear and straightforward. And what they got was not that, you know, mm-hmm. but for me, I have a palette for Malik. I love him, you know, and I saw what he was doing and I, it, it, sp- it spoke to me well, because where, where did those like space shots and the, 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 the water swelling close He would up randomly and... cut to that sometimes. In the movie. Just randomly cut to a like big a, expanse. Hmm. Because the, 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 the movie follows, we, we pick up on a, I guess you would call them like a middle class family in, in middle America somewhere. Okay. And, um, you know, uh, he, he has these remembrances of his mom being like, his mom representing grace and love, and then his dad representing authority. And then you see that... Um, that played out in just these little tiny scenes in where it doesn't life. really go anywhere. Yeah. It doesn't really even like, it seems like it's meandering. It's not a story driving forward. It's just like, he remembers like, Oh, this one time they had a fight. So one time mm. my mom was crying. This one time this happened. And let me guess. It just, it'll just, it just end, goes and it just ends. Yeah. At, and it at just, one point. it just goes. And then it just comes to a close. A it does. It does come to a resolution. It does. It does. Um, huh. but it's very artistic. Yeah. Under, you, you, you can interpret it many ways. Yeah. Um, it's this, open. This it's ending. open. Yeah. Um, but back to the trailer, the cutting of it, you start out with this very orchestral, you know, voices, and then you start with expanse. And what yeah. am I looking at? Yeah. But then it, it, it brings it to a personal level when you hear the the audio bite, the yeah. sound bite mm-hmm. yeah. of Jessica Chastain's character, the mom representing Grace, right. right? And then later on, you hear the sound bite of the father saying things like, you know, one day we'll understand it at the end of all things. Mm-hmm. So that's the kind of movie that we're getting into, you know? Um, and it gives you these really great little bites going forward that give you these morsels to chew on. And you don't really know what it's like. You're not sure what it's about. Yeah. But you know it's going to be beautiful to yeah, look at. Yeah, you know it's, it's going to be beautiful. It's an outstanding film, you know? Um, and It's kind of like a period, mixed period piece, yeah. uh, just a bunch of different genres. His color palettes are great. More than anything, yeah. I think I loved this trailer because this is a trailer that made me feel something. Yeah. Right? 
if I can walk away feeling something, whether that's like, whoa, or suspense, or like, dude, you know, like those are the things that come out of my mouth. This one, I was like, wow. It's very emotional, very nostalgic. Incredibly emotive. Yes. And that's not something that you necessarily find in a trailer, but it's it's emotive. Even this moment where you're here, we're looking at him fighting with his dad. Um, I think it's interesting. They've cut it to use emotion to sell the movie as opposed to – Action or jokes story. or just or give them telling the you the plot line. or, or, even, or even, even story or giving away the story right. or the plot. There, yeah. there. It's literally it's a it's a feeling piece. Yeah, the whole thing is just you getting lost into this uh, the tone and this wonder yeah. of this piece. So that like that fucking is creepy too. Where he's running his hand over the kid's face in the bathroom curtain. Yeah, like it's almost horror movie ish. Like yeah. it's, it, and it's, it's funny so crazy. What, what that sequence like and how that ties into the kid's memory and what that represents. It's it's really fascinating. You know. Um, Malik wrote this too, I, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, like I said, prefers to. And, shoot got, with and I love the little drawing of a sci-fi. spaceman, and because yeah. you're like, what the fuck is this? Is there a sci-fi twist? Yeah, it's just shots gorgeous, are great. Those gorgeous shots. Are great. shots gorgeous. Yeah, he and then this is just this is just laced together so well. And I think, I can't, he's using a natural light, dude. That yeah. is remarkable because you have to be there at the right time or just keep shooting until you fucking. Until you that's get like it. Uh, get the right that's like Chivo's mentality for the Revenant yeah. the new trailer with. Um, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was about to make my list for. I haven't seen that. What's top. that one? Revenant. Revenant. Let's watch that. Actually, veering off this. This actually deserves another honorable oh, mention. Yeah, this I trailer is amazing. I haven't seen this. This is the so director of Birdman. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, shot all on location in these remote areas and only dealing with natural light, so they could only shoot at the beginning and the end of the day. Wow! But look where they are. Wow! Wow! Holy shit! Imagine working in that environment for nine months of the year. Holy fuck. Just to shoot a film. Dedication. Check, check out this trailer. I've done it already. Holy shit, is that Leo? Yep. <laughs> he looks like Grizzly Adams. It's huge. I love the drums. Muted, muted dialogue, but high score. Feel that pulse? Yeah. Breath? Yeah, like heartbeat. That's great. <laughs> that, that Inspired was... by true events, The Revenant. I see that a lot of simply... influence on your work. Guess who cut that trailer? <laughs> uh, those guys. Yep, Mark Willen and Associates. Shout out, guys. Holy Army. shit. So, listener, uh, we'll put a link to this in the show notes. But basically, we just watched Leonardo DiCaprio with a beard. He looks like he put on some weight. He's riding horses and fucking fighting bears and shooting people. Yeah, and man. Tom Hardy... Um, but there's also like a, uh, like a almost a horror sort of aspect to but it. It seems like it's like a frontier. When, what is this? What is this? Again, this is great because I'm not really sure what the movie's about. I mean, the shot of the guy sticking his t- sticking his tongue out trying to get water. That was awesome, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's like, and then the sound design where you hear that pulsate. First of all, the sound design revolved around the beating of drums that build up, mm-hmm. and then after that, it was breaths, breaths in between you know, the constant in, breaths in between the beats, constant yeah. breaths, and then. And then you could hear that the voice, the voiceover, and the sound nuggets they used were just 
a layer below and like muted, you know, almost as if like we're just throwing you into this environment. Yeah, yeah. Like you're there and you're and you're sat your earring. But dude, it got my heart rate up by the end. Right. So like it got me tense and it was building and I was like, so what they did here was they made you feel again and this is a successful very emotive because it's not like saying, hey, audience member, this is why you need to come see my movie. Here's the plot. Mm -hmm. It's like no, this is what you're gonna feel when you're here. Much like what Mad Max did in their own way. Yeah. This is doing it in the survival revenge way. That's what it's a survival revenge tale. You know. This is uh, it says so. It's real quick. It's called the Reverend. Uh, it is based on a true story. One man's epic adventure of survival and the extraordinary power of the human spirit. So, in an expedition of the uncharted American wilderness, legendary explorer Hugh Glass, played by Leonardo DiCaprio, is brutally attacked by a bear and left for dead by members of his own hunting team. In a quest to survive, Glass endures unimaginable grief as well as the betrayal of his confidant John Fitzgerald, played by Tom Hardy. Mm-hmm. Guided by sheer will and the love of his family, Glass must navigate a vicious winter in a relentless pursuit to live and find redemption. Directed by Ale. Ale- Hando G. Inyaritu. Is yeah. that how you say it? Yeah. Birdman, the guy who did Birdman Chivo. and Babel. Uh, he's dope, dude. Wow. No, he's a great director. That movie that looks uh, great. How they shot, like Epic. I said, like they, they can only shoot that movie Fuck. during certain hours of the day. Yeah. So right. like beginning and end of the day, but they have to live in those conditions. Oh, wow. You know, so that's why it's taking so long the, to do. Yeah. They've clearly yeah. blown out the budget at this point, but – because uh, you have to be on nature schedule at that do. point. You, you have can't, to. And if it snows be ready and it for kills everything. your cameras, you can't yeah. do it. You've got to you be know? ready for everything. Wow. wow. So that trailer right there, that's, that's everything that I'm filmmaking. talking about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it's visceral. It's emotive. It's using sound correctly. The Birdman trailer was really good too, right. I thought. It has also the, all those same qualities. Like beats and yeah. drums and musicality. Very rhythmic. You know? and, then, and you didn't know what that was about really. And that's great, man. Yeah. Like you don't But it got you hooked. I feel like yeah, you don't have to know. I hate being told what what, no. what everything's about. You just want to see enough so to, angry. to get yeah, get an emotional response. To be like, I can't, I want to see that. Yeah. Especially see through it. a visual medium, you don't need to know everything. No, you don't. You don't. You, you need can to just get trust teased. people yeah, to you get can trust it. it. I hate when they spoil it. Yeah. All right, so, so we so could do. Let's let's do your <laughs> number one worst or number one best. No, no, we're gonna we're gonna the end worst. on the worst. Yeah, right? uh, yeah social network. Social network. Yeah, this is my number one trailer. Fincher. Of all time. I okay. Let's run. Th- I forgot about the beginning. Of this how brilliant this was. This made me feel. Gave me the goosebumps. Yeah. Um, Are you a big fan of Fincher's work? I love Fincher. especially your director. your guys' generation yeah. of the Facebook generation. Yeah. And the the choice of this song. I love this song. Choral version too. Yeah. And I love how it. I forgot that it just started out literally showing screenshots Facebook images of Facebook yeah. and people clicking and their lives and their comments and I think wasn't there one trailer it was just that the original teaser just and then it turned into his face it was no footage I thought that was brilliant very brilliant are these the same people that you want to work for yep <laughs> this is the most brilliant cut trailer ever yeah. <laughs> on my list beautiful I want you to pay attention on this trailer. Uh, Aaron Sorkin wrote the script for this, mm-hmm. and listen to how they use the musicality of his dialogue throughout this whole trailer. Something substantial in order to get the attention of the clubs. Why? Because they're exclusive and fun, and they lead to a better life. People want to go on the internet and check out their friends, so why not build a website that offers that friends, pictures, profiles? I'm talking about taking the entire social experience of college and putting it online. The site got 2,200 hits within two hours. Thousand. 22,000. This idea is potentially worth millions of dollars. Millions? You stole our website. They're saying we stole the Facebook. I know what it says. So did we? A million dollars isn't cool. You know what's cool? A billion dollars. You're going to get left behind. It's moving faster than any of us ever imagined. Get left behind. Let's sue him in federal court. I can't wait to stand over your shoulder and watch you write as a check. If you guys were the inventors of Facebook, 
get infected Facebook. Is there anything that you need to tell me? Your actions could have permanently destroyed everything I've been working on. We have been working on. Do you like being a joke? Do you want to go back to that? Mark! Nice build there. This is our time. You're getting billed through just dialogue. Of yeah. intentionally breaching security, violating and the music is almost a little muted violating this time. Individual yeah. privacy. Your best friend is suing you for $600 million. As for the charges, I believe I deserve some recognition from this board. I'm sorry? Yes. I don't understand. Which part? <laughs> so good. Mark Woolen and Associates, again, for the win. Mark Woolen and Associates. Link if in the just, show notes. And if know, you just go to that site, you can just see their yeah. list of what they've trailers they've done. Anytime you've had that feeling of, like, this was a really good trailer, they probably had a hand in it or did it. So, okay, for a lot of reasons, this is my number one, but um, the main part of it is their use of, of sound bites and music mm-hmm. were so mm-hmm. on point. And the, the musicality of it stretches to, like, it punctuates parts of the music, but then sometimes the music pulls back to punctuate parts of the, the yeah, audio. Yeah, it weaves in So clever, like how they did that. Some of the di- I noticed some of the dialogue was getting a little buried by the, the music. And it yeah. forced you to like yeah. – it was competing, but uh, it was but done for a reason. In that midst of that dialogue, they give you enough of like the story structure to yeah. tell you that there's a problem. He stole something. Maybe he didn't steal something. There's yeah. a there's a problem in their friendship. Yeah. Some good things are happening, but he's leaving people left behind. But then the things second are, to last things thing are that, falling yeah. apart. And the second to last thing we hear at the end of the trailer is your best friend is suing you for yeah. six million dollars. Yeah. And then it ends with and then it ends with a shot of um, Jesse Eisenberg who plays Mark Zuckerberg, and he it ends with him showing his kind of pompous arrogance. Right. Right. So we see like why is his friend why is there this going on. You know, why is there... You some... get a lot of character of his Zuckerberg, this oh, Zuckerberg. Yeah. It's so cool, though. Like, the first, I don't know, how long, 30, 40 seconds is this, like, Facebook yeah. montage, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then it cuts into yeah. what the movie's about. That right? is a ballsy movie. The way you pointed out, too, is with the dialogue. So, like, the last few trailers we saw, it's using music, beats, and boom, yep. boom, boom. This, this is just dialogue, dialogue to build it up. Sort using dialogue and bu- the dialogue escalates the situation. Yeah, and then, like I said, like, that's very, that's a very um, he was conscious using decision. dialogue as the, as music. As the music. That's a right? conscious decision yeah. because Sorkin himself, as a writer, yeah. is like that. He yeah. wrote the new Jobs film. Oh, yeah. Um, the one that Danny Boyle directed. Yeah. And if you watch oh, that trailer. So good, yeah. The musicality Ooh, is in the voices. You know what? We're gonna watch the trailer because yeah. I'm kind of interested to see. I heard that uh, you'll notice the you'll notice the similarities, not in the way the trailer is, but in the way the dialogue is. Because who's playing Jobs? How they used it. Uh, uh, Magneto. Fastbender. I heard this is interesting. This is great, man. Watch this. I have not Magneto. seen this. Yeah. Listen to the dialogue, in particular, and how it cadence, its cadence, and what how do it you builds. Do? You're not an engineer. You're not a designer. You can't put a hammer to a nail. I built the circuit board. The graphical interface was stolen. So how come, ten times in a day, I read Steve Jobs as a genius? What do you do? Musicians play their instruments. I play the orchestra. Boom. Sick. Hmm. So well, nine, they didn't even 
Wait, did, did Ashton Kutcher make a Jobs? He did. He did. Okay. Um, that, what's the name of the movie? Is it called Steve Jobs? Yeah, it's called Steve Jobs. Wow. Oh, my God. I'm kind of totally so geek So the Kutcher film kind of so, sucks. Uh, so you can hold see. On. Geek <laughs> Holy shit, dude. That's going to be amazing. Like, it's going to be great. I, you know, Sorkin I, and Boyle? Come on. Yeah. Did yeah. you see, Did you notice? I mean, this is just me pointing it out. When they were building up, they first showed a Another shot of, like, of like the first few rows of the audience. Then they showed the whole audience. Then they yep. showed them doing the wave. Yeah, then absolutely. they showed the whole amphitheater. Then they showed it at night. And you had that little bed of clapping still happening right. the whole yeah. time. I right? love and it. then it flashed back to like moments the, in his the, old garage. And, the cut on his clap. Yeah. Um, but yeah, another great build and beautifully uh, put together. So I don't know um, how many people are familiar with Sorkin's work, but you know he did the West, West Wing. Wing. And, and there is a musicality to how he writes, yeah. so much so that... Um, well, he has a, the he has the mushrooms he takes. Yeah. Right. He has the <laughs> the actors like when they say it a certain way. He's like, no, I meant to say it. I want you to say it this way. This is how it's meant to be. Oh, delivered. he actually tells them how to deliver yeah. the line, and they'll do it that way because it's wow. Sorkin, right? So he was on hand for um, not the social gets network. Away with that. And not yeah, not everyone does. Yeah. And on hand for this, yeah, because he's such a brilliant writer and he knows how it should be delivered. Yeah. Now you combine Sorkin with someone like Fincher, yeah. and you have the social network. Mm-hmm. It's infamous for doing like a hundred takes on one scene, mm-hmm. you know, because and buried in there is that one perfect take that that Fincher wants. He'll move like that thing wasn't need yeah. to be moved over an inch or whatever. And then you have Sorkin who's like, it should have been said like this, yeah, right? Geez. So can you imagine oh trying to work under that? Oh my the, god, the, the, the pressure and the, the pressure, the, 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 the how tense it would be on on set. But both of these trailers, what they have in common, and the reason they're so good is because they know who Sorkin is. They yeah. know that his writing was impeccable. Can you imagine what these trailers would be like without that dialogue? Yeah. yeah. Nowhere near as powerful. The, these, uh, that's fascinating. These are The dialogue is driving both of these trailers. Yeah, it wasn't the music. It was the dialogue driving it. That's and, the driving and, force. And you're getting the, the, the complex character arcs of both Steve Jobs and Mark Zuckerberg that these right. guys are, are different. Yeah. These, these people are a little offbeat. They're right. a little different than And listen else. to the song choices, right? For Steve Jobs' trailer, we have an orchestral. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, because why? He says, I play. I play the orchestra. I play the orchestra. Yeah. And then you have oh, Radiohead's Creep, choral yeah. version, because using kids is slightly creepier than yeah. um, using Radiohead. Yeah. It's a perfect choice. Zuckerberg's yeah. a slightly awkward guy. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. he's socially awkward, yeah. you know, and this movie is about <laughs> trying to find friends and hang yeah. on to them and create something at the same time. Create a network with a... With the head of a network of friends yeah. is this socially so you, awkward yeah. dude. Yeah. So you have these beds of, like I say, psychology and trailers. I'm right. sure these people are trying to get you to think about something. It's, it's all intentional. So tell her you're blowing my accident. fucking mind. Yeah. yeah, it's great. You'll never be able to watch a trailer the same way again. No, that's it's true. so layered. No, now, now I'm like thinking of like all the Marvel so trailers layered. that I like and I'm like, oh they're, man, they're they're, suck. they're very, they're kind of flat. I mean, yeah, and but so, they're Marvel trailers. Yeah. Right. But that's why like my palette for trailers is like so. I don't know. Like I, I know a good trailer when I see it, and I know a really bad trailer when I see. It. You can just feel it at that point. Mm-hmm. You know? Speaking of the latter, <laughs> really bad. Uh, I'm just gonna. Oh, I'm gonna. Oh, shit. I gotta play all these because this is just lame. Uh, yeah. Here we go. Who wants to intro this fucking pile? Oh, of shit? I didn't hear this. I'll have to do it. Okay. Wait. Have you watched this yet? Oh. I've seen this trailer. Oh, I haven't seen okay. this. Movie. I haven't okay. seen the movie. But okay. I'll say this. Full disclosure. Full oh, disclosure. My God. Uh, I'm a Christian, right? Yeah. But this trailer is embarrassing, man. Um, <laughs> this is really embarrassing. I, I, so, so one of my, my feelings in life is like I'm called to create, right, and, and reflect my creator. And so um, I want to do amazing looking things and have them feel a certain way. Um, Kirk Cramer also is a believer. That's cool. Um, but he made a really terrible film here. <laughs> and this trailer, whoever he put 
Whosoever hands he put this in. I don't think, oh, I don't think anybody <laughs> this is a bad trailer. could have saved this. This will be forever, I think. Just as the social network is cemented in history as my number one forever, this will be forever cemented <laughs> as the worst trailer that I have ever seen in my entire life. Sorry, Kirk. Again, Sorry to the crew. Okay, Lincoln, it's yeah. bad. Listener, the link is in the show notes. The movie's called Saving Christmas, official trailer. Do check it out. You can play along. And uh, all I'm going to say is, I grew up watching Growing Pains. Great yeah. show. I love, I love Growing, Growing Pains. Pains. I'm not going to comment on Kirk Cameron. The shit talks speaks for itself sure right does. here. <laughs> Once we play this, let's go. Let's just all try to enjoy this. Woo! <laughs> try. Enjoy this. Do you ever feel like Christmas has been hijacked? Hey, uh, where's Christian? <laughs> How's he doing? Is he okay? Oh, he's fine. Really? He's just... Okay, okay, wait. Can we just say... <laughs> We're 16 seconds in. He's talking to the audience in the voiceover of the trailer. He also used a crossfade. Oh. Yeah. He crossfaded. He's just not into Christmas this, this year. That's all. It looks like a By all film. the commercialism and those who want to replace Merry Christmas with Happy Holidays or Season's Greetings, whatever that means... You okay? This is not what Christmas is all about. Some want to pull down every manger scene and tell us why our favorite Christmas traditions are wrong. Newsflash, not in the Bible. That's a pagan idol symbol. Was the winter solstice. <laughs> Jesus like was a not born in December. Yeah, it exactly. is like the the audio it's is like so bad jacking, in the style like of our religion. And guess what? Santa got in the car. My hands are on Jesus my face right like, now. Just rolling, 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 and took, and took it. Isn't it time somebody spoke up? <laughs> not funny. <laughs> Everything you see inside there, it's all about Christmas. Lame. Jesus. I don't even know what's happening here at this point. What is this? I know you love Christmas. Why did it just And you want it to be all about what it's all about. (sighs) This Christmas, dive headfirst. Dive headfirst, then they point to the head. The dancing. The celebration. Oh, they're having a dance party. The feasting. Oh, and there's the shots of food. Is this a commercial for a Martha Stewart goddamn the TV show? The true reason. He's doing the fucking <laughs> snake. Ooh, work Holy Spirit. Ha! Can I get an amen? I yeah. Oh, token black guy. Oh, no. Why they do it? Not funny. Join me and my family. And together, let's put Christ back into Christmas. If you, know, oh. if you noticed, and this is just me with the untrained eye. Why would they take funny, the girl. most, the most uh, boring shot in the whole film, probably, where there's just two guys talking in car and use that as the thread for the oh entire trailer? My God, what? I can't yeah. believe that this is a real thing. I can't. Do, do you hear what I just said? Yeah, yeah. dude, really? Yeah. yeah. Like, that why would like, they? That's why is that, that is the, the thread? highlight of the movie? Is a conversation a, in a car, and they used. They used Kirk Cameron doing a voiceover telling you about the movie. I know, talking to you. This movie made it's so. My, oh. So if you want to make a buck, um, there's a ton of money to be made in the evangelical movie yeah. section. Yeah. You know, it's its own sure. it's its own entity because you know I'm people sure want this wholesome movie entertainment. Is very popular, made billions of dollars. <laughs> I don't think it's even going to be there. You should just look up the poster for it, guys. The poster for I think it's good, probably going to be on Rotten Tomatoes. But I thought that poster was a joke because it reminded me of Jingle All the Way. I'm like, no way, no way. Um, let's see what well, let's see what this got on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Did it get three percent? Is it better than Hercules? It probably is. Let's see. Survey says 
Oh, oh wow. my. Ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Uh, we have a new winner. Oh, shit. It's officially 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, shit. Granted, it never seen it's that 12 play. reviews, but uh, yeah, it's 0%. I've never seen that in my life. I've never seen a zero on there. Look at that poster, though. Right? Jingle yeah. all the way. Oh my god, what is this poster? It's the real poster. I thought it was a no. joke. No, it's it's for, for the real thing. It's the wor- uh, So Chris, could you make what? I mean we we can uh, talk about why this, this is bad, but before I we get into that, Holy could you have made shit. could you you, sh- you, you should take I, you should take that footage and try to make it a good trailer. That would be the ultimate challenge. Right? How could I you mean, make that? Take better. that film and make it a good. trailer. I'm saying right now, like if I could pull that off, then I need to be hired by Mark <laughs> Wolin and Associates. <laughs> but what what made that a bad trailer? Okay, let's. Where do we begin? I think, <laughs> I think for one, hey, if you could play that in the background without the sound. Oh man. <laughs> Where do we begin? It's uh, hard. It's hard to. It's hard to start because it's all so bad. Is it just? Uh, I mean, at this point, is it because even, it's a bad film? Too? No, no. It's it's a terrible trailer too. Right. It's a really bad trailer. Like I have to evaluate it on the the pure, you know, it, essence of what like makes those a trailer shots a trailer. of it's really the, bad. The shots of the food on the table. Right. So it's completely out of place. The so whole. you have no. You have no real thought. That crossfade really bothers me. Wait, the one, wait in the Go beginning? Back. Right in the beginning, watch this. Instead of a cut, he crossfades from well, the Well, this opening? is just a terrible opening shot. It's just a guy walking out. It's an awful opening yeah. shot. So it starts... Hold on. Look at this. Samuel Goldman. So you're going to choose this so shot as your opening shot. It starts yeah. with a and, point, then a cross and then a crossfade, and then it's just cut, cut, cut. And then this This looks like a. Oh, it looks like a, such a low budget. You could just tell. So then he goes into his voiceover, and... and he presented the problem, and then he decided to augment it by voice voiceovering it. Mm-hmm. You know, that More didn't help. Spoon feeding. That didn't help it any. And then you've got these like these really random shots, random of just shots like of, Christmas shit. Exactly, food and random Christmas stuff. And then this sequence here, where he's he's listening to his friend in the car go on a rant. It's so it's can, long and not funny. No, no, and if you look at the cuts, it doesn't match. Like when they cut back and forth, it's clearly from two different takes and two different times. Yeah. If you it doesn't you gotta, match you at gotta, all. Um, so yeah, and, it's and just that not random funny. shot of Santa Claus. And who is really that supposed me. to be? Him as Santa Claus? We have no connection to who that is. No, yeah. it's creepy as shit. First of all. So and then they go into this like these random epic okay, shots this, of the major with the like trailer. We're, like, we're in Bethlehem or back in the day or something. Is this like the community play that they went to? Like what the fuck is it? Yeah, dude, it's really bad. And then, is this and in then, his head? Like he what? And then they keep cutting to them arguing in the car, like yeah. that really boring, boring shot. And that's the thread that holds us. And every, dude, everything's backlit. Do you notice that? Everything's backlit. Everything's fucking backlit for dramatic edge lighting. Yeah. And this slow mo. This is a then, Target commercial. And then let's it say is this: a Target commercial. It ends with a dance party right this is that's a dance and then and, sl- and then when he bashes into this uh this makes me series mad. of uh gifts then you have what makes me really upset is like they you know they take a black actor Token black and they give him like oh snap it, hallelujah it's Holy uh, spirit it's, i'm like dude why are you doing this why are you doing this and look at the look at the way that 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 title card came on lave his spot too Wow, it's a it's, it's an awful trailer. See, wow. I watched this last night when you when you sent it over. I Seriously? finally got around, and I was like, "This is bad." But now that we've gone through this this process, I'm like, it makes me angry. Yeah, it does. It makes it makes me like, wow. When I saw that, that sucks. When I saw that, I got I got super angry. Yeah. The exact opposite happened. I turned to my wife and I said, "This is the worst thing that's ever been made." I think hands down, it made two point seven million dollars. If you look up a lot of those Samuel Goldwyn films, they work with uh, like WWE a lot to film make movies, and they're always really bad. Really, like, really bad. Like if you're gonna present the um, if you're gonna present the dilemma, right? 
you don't have to do it two two ways. Mm-hmm. They can have choose chosen to just stick with the car and then have him present the problem there. But he no, he wants to chime in and, and do the voiceover. But to me, you know, that tells me the ingredients they're working with already are probably really, really bad. Because yeah, he's, he's probably producing it and made, and made them put his voiceover in there. He's like, I'm Kirk Cameron. I need yeah. my voice. Well, he's probably like, this film, it sucks. The dialogue's not going to work. I need dialogue to carry this trailer and it's not working. It was awful. It was an awful, awful trailer. Really bad. It, it felt longer than it was. How long was that trailer? How long was that trailer? Like a couple minutes? It, it felt really long. Yeah, it felt really long. It felt so long. Two minutes. It's oh, two no, minutes. it didn't feel like that's two. Like, that's actually like kind of on the shorter side, yeah. Yeah, I th- I think you're right. I feel like uh, Kirk's making a pretty good living selling these uh, Christian evangelists. It's really movies. bad, man. I mean, so did he do that whole Left Behind thing and all did, that shit? He did, and he did this other film called Fireproof. Fireproof and, was the other one. And again, those oh, are movies that boy. make money in certain circles, but the artistry. Candace Cameron still seems normal. They're about to do <laughs> the artist. Oh shit! <laughs> the artistry in this is completely absent. You know, no, and, it's uh, not. It's a commercial fucking shit it, piece really of bad. shit. So bad. I'm sorry, man. Whew. That's terrible. And then you know, and then we have we have to cleanse our palate by watching something good. So yeah, let's do that. Well, how do we uh, how do we fix that? Well, uh, what is another? Oh, just go to Mark Woolen Associates. Oh uh, yeah, it's let's two L's. See, uh, Mark Woolen with two L's. If two I could O's save that and yeah. two that would that be the ultimate project is if you could take that whole just See? take the whole movie. Oh and guys, use it. okay, let's watch the Macbeth trailer. It's the second trailer there. Also, Fast Bender. This almost made my list. Fast Bender Macbeth. Watch this trailer, guys. So let's cleanse our palates from right. the okay. evil that we had just the witnessed. evil. <laughs> Great bass beat. Oh, hail Macbeth! It shall be king here. Life's but a walking shadow. Honor, love, friends, but in their stead, curses. There you go. Holy shit, they turned Shakespeare into some fucking something fucking cool, dude. That's like a Braveheart version of Macbeth with. Uh, armies and huge battles. I love, I love the thread too of all wow. hail Macbeth. Is yeah, the chanting the yeah. chanting. But rather than two guys sitting in a car not having a great conversation, <laughs> yeah. anything. You don't, you don't like that book? I mean, they chose <laughs> a really. Good? They chose a really great um, sound bites yeah. that weren't so um, Shakespeare Shakespearean. Yes, so that they weren't could, so Shakespeare. It's marketable. It seems know? more yeah. ex- like it seems like an accessible. They're going for an accessible it Macbeth. Super accessible. That's mm-hmm. a an epic uh, action. But we piece. know that it's a it's it's definitely a it's not a modified Shakespeare. They're using Shakespearean language. They're, Who's they're directing actually doing that one? Uh, the director eludes me uh, off the top of my head. But I would say, like, watching that trailer, mm-hmm. man, it gave you enough. Yeah. Right. And it made you feel, right? Has that you movie see come the, out No, not no, yet. Okay. You see the come madness this, of Macbeth this right. in the imagery. Yeah. You know? Justin Kurzel. I don't know. The cinematography but, in that is just outstanding. Whew, from that is a badass Macbeth. Even that look at the poster with the, the black crazy. marks on his face. It's almost and it looks like an almost like an M on his face. Yeah, it's just more paint. The uh, the action sequences too look like they shot it in a very artistic and interesting yeah. way, and they highlighted and capitalized on right. that in the, in the trailer, like little bits of it and blips. So but, what if you what if you're making a trailer you don't have all that awesomeness to work with? Like let's how do you again, polish it, it a goes turd. back to yeah. you <laughs> having to polishing polish that movie that we just how saw. How do you polish saving a turd Christmas. that's saving yeah. Christmas? Well, without, that's a great without question. having seen the movie though, it's gonna be hard. But no, no, yeah. 
I think I think you have to evaluate and see story from a couple of different angles, mm-hmm. right? Um, I recently I caught a trailer for my first time ever, uh, oh, really? which is oh, really, really really awesome. Yeah, uh, it was for this independent film called The Origins of Wit and Humor, and it's a comedy, but it's more than a comedy; it's a drama. So the first thing I did was I watched the movie through just to understand what it was and understand, you know, like, oh, that's that's what it feels like, right? Mm-hmm. Actually, the trailer is uh, on this page. Yeah. There it is in the red up top. Origins of Wit and Humor. We can watch that, actually. Let's and watch I'll, it. Actually, I'll talk about my process and then we can watch it. Oh, this is awesome. Yes. Yeah, so All I right. actually got to cut my teeth for the first time on a trailer, which is so great. Um, a link in the show. So this is your first trailer. Yeah. Do you want to talk about it first or do you want to watch it? Uh, let's watch it. Let's okay. go ahead and watch All it. Right. Yeah. Cool. Now, do, have we already started crossing out Gary's ideas, or are we just keeping there so it looks like we have bulk? Uh, you know, I actually still get Twitter comments about my sandwich lawyer sketch. Oh, nice. From your follower. Cool. Okay. <laughs> it's like a bridge club and old ladies. Let's just, uh, let's settle down a little bit. <laughs> We're actually going to go sandal shopping this week. You never have too many flip-flops. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, man. Then don't shave your head. It's going to have you call me the bowl. Oh, I do like that. What's with the suitcase? I don't love you anymore. Judas! You know, she's Jewish. I don't don't think she got the reference. This is Chicago. There are beautiful women everywhere with all kinds of variety. You know what I think? I think we need to think outside the box. It's like this elixir or tonic or something that you drink and then girls find you irresistibly funny yeah you know what that's a great idea you should just drink the potion that you got in the mail looks totally fine okay hey i like that book you're reading i like it better crumpled up on my bedroom floor (laughs) you're cute huh That's a good one. That's funny. Knock that off. Do you know what the problem with you comedians is? You can make so many people smile, but not yourself. Look, all I'm saying is, if you're always trying to make a joke, people might not take you seriously. I ran into Deb down the street. She's dating some new guy named Scout. Joked a guy. I'm sorry. His name is Scout? I hate you guys. I want to have a conversation with somebody without scanning every sentence for some pun I can make. You know, I want the conversations to mean something. I want to be funny. I just don't want to mean to be funny. Brevity is the soul of wit. Shakespeare. You, know, you like that? Look at this kid. I know, dude. Bugle boy right there. I was, I was disgusted at first. Now it's kind of becoming impressive. Oh, the kid's a virtuoso. Look at those. Look at that finger work. <laughs> that was a foot long, like two minutes ago. Oh, super oh, dog. Oh, it's super dog. <laughs> uh, listener, if you're local, this is great. From Dime Store Films, the movie's called Origins of Wit and Humor, uh, shot in Chicago. And this is Chris Sotelo's first trailer. Now, yeah. this is really interesting. How did this happen? What did they give you? And yeah. I, and how much of it was their yeah, direction? Yeah, yeah. This is fucking awesome. So thank you so much. Um, yeah, Very well was, done, by the way. That was, was a really good. great experience yeah, because um, I had never done a movie trailer, let alone a trailer for a comedy. Wow. Before. Um, so 
There's a studio that I work with in Champaign called Shatterglass Studios, okay. who also has a film division called Shatterglass Films. Shout out, guys. And they produced this film along with Dime Store Films. So Dime Store Films wrote and directed this, this okay. uh, duo. And, um, and they created this whole film, and now they've been working the movie along independent film circuits. Okay. But they didn't have a trailer for it. Yeah. And so um, since I work with Shatterglass Studios, they approached me and said, hey, do you want to cut this trailer? I said, absolutely. Let me try it. So my process went like this. Watch the entire film. Okay. The first one way through. Yeah. No, no, like trying to cut it in my brain no, or anything like that. Just watch the just movie. Just enjoy it as a viewer. Yeah. And just to get the essence of the characters and what it's like. I'm trying to figure out what is this movie about. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, if I can learn that and I can boil it down, then then that's great. So after actually I cut this trailer and I showed it to the director and the producers, they were like, "Man, you really nailed it! Like this is what this movie is about because mm-hmm. we're marketing it as a comedy, but it's more than that." You know, and I'm like, that's what I got when I watched it. It's far more than a comedy. It was about this guy's journey, right? Yeah. He's always trying to be funny. It's about this guy who's always trying to be funny. He can't stop making jokes. Like he's a he's a comedian. He writes for a show. Yeah. And he's always making jokes, but that's as far as the extent of his relationships go. Yeah. Even with his best friend, he can't stop. Nothing joking. is serious. Right. Nothing, Nothing it's is all, never it's serious. All surface and then there's level. a mystical yeah. level of him. Like after, you know, obviously you've seen the trailer, he breaks up with his girlfriend and then tries to find something to help him out. Gets this elixir. I, you know what? I love it. was, it was kind of a misdirection. Yeah. Cause at one point I'm like, Oh, is this going to be, is this like a fantasy uh, yeah. movie where like he does be like any typical, any typical screenwriter would be like, okay, this it would turn into an Adam Sandler movie where he goes to a dorky guy and it was smooth. Yeah. But and then it, t- but it wasn't that. Wasn't. And then you saw the the emotion and the, the his journey come back. Yeah, that's right. where it, it turned. Right. It's a there, nice yeah. misdirection, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah. So it was again. I saw after I after I watched the movie, figure what it was about. I started looking for two things. I started looking for sound sound bites. Yeah. And visual bites. So on my editing timeline, I would uh, I would drop uh, down sections. I rewatched the whole entire film. I drop down sections of of jokes, and I would um, lump them into jokes and character. So you're cutting? Are you you're cutting pieces of the movie? Yeah, at, right. I, at I got point. like a full like HD version of the movie. Now I'm cutting it. They they gave it to me without the soundtrack. So, oh yeah, no oh, soundtrack, but dialogue. Dialogue, all dialogue present and mixed. Oh, um, that's final that movie is picture sense. locked, and then I got to just choose from it. Nice. So. Um, after I did the whole pull down of like, um, audio, then I went through and I looked for visual cues and before cutting anything though, I actually studied a bunch of comedy trailers. Like uh, I went on Mark Willen and associates website and I studied the trailer for skeleton twins Okay. and how they use title cards, how they use jokes, setups and resolutions. Did you design those, t- the texture tile cards? Yeah, too? yeah, yeah. That's I did. beautiful. It's really, really well, well done. done. Thank yeah. you so much. Um, so what I did was like, I realized that. Even well, how I work in general is I like to maybe it's the English major in me. I bookend things. Yeah, yeah. I like mm-hmm. to work in bookends. Yeah. If I set something up in the beginning, I want to close it off at the end. Right. Yeah. So you see, callback. Like yeah, you see a, a, a intro and a stinger. Right? Yeah, yeah. The so stinger was at you know or that was set up punchline. One of my yeah. favorite scenes at the uh, at the at Superdog. Which they're like looking at this kid playing. I laughed out loud when I saw it. It's like this is so funny. It's a great comedy tag at the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I wanted to I wanted to make sure that that was in there because uh, obviously like. You know, it was just like really, really funny. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought I would close with that. Like, how do I open it then? Because um, I like trailers that have before the trailer starts. It's like you have an opening and a closing. That was like my bookends, and that's where I started. In the middle of it, I tried to find jokes that would resolve themselves over the course of like 
Really, you have like, like a five beat. to yeah. seven seconds to yeah. set up the joke, resolve one, it. One beat. Set up the up joke, and resolve done. it. Yeah. And yeah. that's that's a lot of it. A lot yeah. of this trailer is yeah. setups and resolutions, setups and resolutions. And then the tr- the real trick though is showing the character's journey without a revealing too much of the movie and how it all ends. Yeah. And then b showing that it's about the character. Yeah. So it's about this this guy less and his journey, yeah. right? Right. And uh, his relationship with um, his best friend Steve Lemmy in this. He's from Super Troopers, by the way. Oh yeah. And Beer Fest. Uh, really oh, great yeah, talent. That's right. Recognize him from. If I could just interrupt real yeah. quick too, is what you did a really good job of is a lot of these trailers with this particular film might have just stayed on the one note of him being a funny guy. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. I didn't but want to. But you do that. made that made, made this trailer so that he is a layered guy. Yeah, there's you see more the to heart. this guy. You, you see, see the, the heart, heart come in and the yeah. third act of the trailer, and, and you see that he wants to be more than emotion. what he is. Yes. Yeah, which absolutely. is which is an emotion that a lot of people have. A lot yeah. of people in real life have this role where they play the the funny guy in their group, yeah. and they're always known as the funny guy, yeah. and yeah. that there's more to them, and that you're nailing that with this. It's a great structure. You're right because in the beginning you kind of see that he's a funny guy then this middle part yeah it gets kind of weird and you're you're like like, where's this going and then in the third part it brings it back to the heart and the emotion of the story and it but it combines everything that you've given us so far how many my question is always how much of these cuts are from the movie or did you is every cut like in the beginning when they're having that conversation are you able to just cut out a scene that's already cut for your beats or are you cutting yeah so i had to i had to cut some stuff out sometimes and sometimes it would just it's stuff that plays out yeah as i'm given right so i didn't have to make like too many choices but sometimes i would have to my favorite section in this is actually that that section from when he's going on like all those dates with those women after he takes the potion. Yeah. Here's really great beats and then how yep. it ends with yep. him kissing the lady on the forehead yep. and then yeah. he cuts back to them in the car. Yeah. That's how you use good car footage. Right. You yeah. use it as an accent for a joke. Yeah. And plus the yeah. car footage, the way it's shot in this film, the the, the, the lighting is a lot more dynamic. There's yeah. a lot more blues. Yeah, the cinematography is really good. Where Saving yeah. Christmas, it was just a gray, yeah. static it's shot. It's really tight. Yeah. Like they yeah. didn't, Clearly, they didn't have room wherever they were to pull back. Right. And, yeah, no, or they didn't, they didn't want to show where they were in the Saving Christmas. But I like from that joke, I go into the turn of his problem, right? Yeah. Like, what's the real problem here? The real problem it's connecting is connecting with people. Exactly. And yeah. I wanted to show that. So, you know, he he's talking to that old man, and then it's like, you know, instead of just staying on that footage of the old man, I've started putting other footage on top of it yeah. from moments where he's like has issues with people or struggling with people. So you can see visually like what he's talking about. Like he's so th- that, I wanted to ask you about these sliding panels uh, at one point. So that right there, there's a, you know, there's a top and bottom slide and a third. Yeah. Is that in the movie or is that you? That's actually in the movie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, okay. that part's in the movie, okay. which I, when I saw the movie, I'm like, this has to make this. It's very Scott Pilgrim. It's, it's, it's dynamic. Yeah. It's Scott Pilgrim. How one. long did it take to, so how long did it take in to this cut process? this? Yes. To cut it. I would call it like a, this would be probably a 24 hour edit, meaning three, eight hour work days. Okay. One to okay. watch it and take notes. One to pull footage and pull audio and then want to build is that is typical 24 um yeah typical yeah. and then there would be like rev, uh, how many revisions did they revisions so they actually only came back to me with like two or three revisions nice. and they weren't major nice. <clears throat> they actually really loved it yeah. a lot of it was just like title cards and then maybe replacing one of the jokes that i included in there they wanted to include a different joke okay. and i said okay that's yeah, fine that's I fair, can, yeah. yeah but the structure was intact and the yeah. structure was as long as they don't mess with the structure you're, yeah you're usually good. that's the, you told a mini movie right here did and that's the whole thing. And the running time for this is 2.30. Yeah, right? it's a good time. Trailer length. It's a good time. So I'm working within the parameters of trailer length. I'm understanding like uh, uh, story structure and tropes and how do I play with that. Now, if I were to cut an action like trailer or something, that would yeah. be completely different. Yeah. This was comedy, like yeah. comedy, dramedy, yeah. you know, comedy and drama in yeah. one. Drama, comedy. And I want to I wanna be able to do both. 
and not just one. And I think it's got a great rhythm. Yeah, man. It's got a great rhythm. The beats are there. You get the character. Yeah. I, I love, you know, for me, the misdirection was the best part. Cause I didn't see that coming at the end. Yeah. And it's so satisfying when it closes on all that emotion. Cause it, and then, also, just to see like Chicago backyards and yeah. Superdome. That's cool, right? I was like, yeah. that is so that's, Chicago. That's cool. and so yeah. that could be you, like, you saw Logan Square too yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, that backyard scene could be next door. Like, yeah. all these fucking backyards look like that. Solid like, it's Chicago. so Chicago. It's, it's very Chicago. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, great. Yeah, it was really fun to cut that. I actually really would love to do it again. So, dude, you get time. some more work. You've <laughs> Mark, heard of Mark Wallen. Mark, Mark Wallen, what's up? Mark Wallen and Associates. What's up, y'all? Give our boy a call. Yeah, man. Because he is. Terrific. He's also. Yes. Uh, awesome. that, dude, thank you so much for breaking that down because My pleasure. what a great culmination. I think the show has been great. What a great way to kind of wrap the show up yeah. is have you, uh, you know, analyze these trailers and then we got to see your trailer and how yeah. you put all that into practice. And yeah. it's, it's beautiful. Dude. Thank you. Thank can you, we, thank can you. we, before we, before we wrap up the, the main show, great. this is the jock and nerd podcast and we do geek out about shit and we kind of geeked out a little bit on some stuff. What have you been uh, geeking out about real quick, Chris? Oh, man. Oh, that's a great question. What I, like, what are you excited for? What are you excited Star for? Wars? What have you seen yeah, that you've so liked? Yeah, so I'm really excited for Star Wars. Yeah. Um, I feel like Abrams is nailing it on the head yep. with uh, yep. Yep. practical effects yep. and everything. I'm like, I'm really stoked about it because um, as far as I'm concerned, the first – the new first three—they don't—they don't, they don't exist to no. me. <laughs> um, Although, as an older Star Wars fan, uh, that moment in the third movie where he actually becomes Darth Vader—that's what you were waiting for yeah. for thirty years. There are two moments in the series that I enjoyed. That, and I enjoyed like that my, that moment, yeah. and then I also enjoyed the Darth Maul moment. Those are the yeah. only two that, that yeah. count to me. Well, if you look at those trailers too, though, it's less is more. Where it's just shots, you of know, and, scenery, and, and all that. even like I went back and I, I looked through the trailer for Episode One. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a good trailer. Uh, oh, better than fa- the movie. For Phantom Menace, Menace? Really? Yeah. sick trailer yeah wow. like uh really really good um w- what i like about what abrams is doing is he's throwing it back to the old school yep. like he's shooting on film yep you know he's getting that look back um there's puppets practical there in effects, the desert puppet they effects, got little people sets. in costumes that's what Yo. you want have you seen so the exciting. the lucas version of the trailer where the, like it's a fan made <laughs> yeah, so where they, they made it like how lucas oh, would have made it that. oh man you never saw that no it's look hilarious it up. For reference, I think we might need to watch the original and watch the Lucas. Okay, Lucas wait. So, which vibration. trailer? The first? Like this was so good. The way they like showed the desert, the right. pan, and then on that first beat when John Boyega, yeah, like, he just gets picks up. up. Yeah. Dude, I was yeah. like, all right, see, fifteen seconds in, right. what did they get you? It's a minute. Th- it's he a gets minute in these, all, and you can tell he's wearing parts of like the the Storm white stormtrooper yeah. costume. just awesome desert there has been an awakening have you felt it so good and now you know what makes this trailer great yeah like now i know that's fucking Star Wars. Dude, now, now turn on the uh, okay. right, Lucas George, Edition. Lucas Edition. Okay, Just so put in Lucas I think edition. I watched the Lucas Edition like six times. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so I don't... <laughs> Star oh, Wars. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah. very stoked about this. Uh, I think we got like I have, 90 okay, days. Okay, so watch this. Now you're gonna watch this. what Lucas would have done. There's a bunch of there's a bunch of shit. There's in the, in the air. background. There's so much going on. <laughs> and there's all there's a thing just there's more. <laughs> this is what Lucas would have done. That's great. <laughs> what? He what? Just, he threw a rock. 
Uh, Boba. Uh, Boba Fett in there. Ah, uh, they got that. Oh, Jabba <laughs> is just hanging out for no reason. Like, he gets a hit in the head. C-3PO's in the way. Oh, watch this. This is bad. Dark side. Oh, no. Anakin. Uh, 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 <laughs> trade negotiations. <laughs> they changed the voice over too. It's great. <laughs> oh, what's, man. what's wrong with that? <laughs> That's so good. Wow. That, that like typifies what George Lucas Lame. was doing in those films. Uh, yeah, he's just like, let's just add shit everywhere. Hey, there's an empty sky back there. Why, yeah, are, wh- why are we not filling this empty space? There, there would be a battle going on No, right but it's now. very enlightening after talking to you about trailers, about just the shots of scenic things and like yeah. letting that play out for itself. How impactful, of, yeah. that, How impactful can be. that can be instead of throwing things in all the empty space. And even emotion-wise, here's, here's a little tidbit too that I, that I understand and work with is wide shots generally have less emotion. The tighter mm-hmm. you get, the more emotive it is. So generally speaking, you want to start on a wide shot and then Work slowly your draw in. your way into the emotion. Yeah. But if you want to screw with people, start tight and disorient them, right? Mm. So now you know that. It's like if I'm starting off on a close-up of someone's eye, I'm like, oh, my God, like what is happening? Well, that's even not- that Star Wars, it was a wide shot of sand. You're like, right. okay, what's going on? Then yeah. it's like a wake up or whatever. Dude, and it's, 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 really, it's a close up of Boyega's face. And it's it like, makes whoa. You, it ju- and then yeah. the, the, the music like, cue, you jump. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, jump whoa. twice. Yeah, and then yeah. at the very end, the swell and the reveal, like you jump again and it fucking and pumps it, you and up. It ends with a, black, a wide shot. Yeah, though, it ends with a wide shot of the Lynn Falcon flying. And it pumps you up. You're like, that's fucking Star Wars. And it's back. Yeah. There's actually a really great edit that I caught on Facebook that someone had shown, and it was, I don't know, it's called like Hell's Nightclub or something like that. Have you seen this? No. Pull up, like, go on YouTube and see if you can Google this. Hell's Nightclub. They they basically took every movie that had a nightclub in it, scene in it, and uh-huh. then mashed it together. Um, and it's really great. New mashup. Is oh, this one? Jesus, AMD Films. How long is it? It's nine, nine minutes. minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we don't have to watch the whole thing, but just watch the first couple of seconds in this. This is great. Yeah, this is it. Hell's Nightclub. There's a place where fictional characters meet. Outside of time, outside of all logic, this place is known as Hell's Club. This is super great. This is the power of editing and, and uh, uh, compositing. Fifth Element, right? I don't know why this is a... Oh yeah, this is Star Wars. Don't say that, Master. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! That's Scarface with the uh, the Jedi! Yep. And there's Robocop. Yep. And there's Boogie Nights. Train spotting. Train spotting. Oh, this is brilliantly put together. Oh, Look yeah. at the way they colored it too. It's, they, they yeah, so they did. Oh, they standing in the background. They colored. They they changed the color timing on it. There's an Ed 209. They changed the color timing on it. It's and all matched. Looks, yeah, Blues the and lights reds. are changing with them. All. Seamless. This is great. This sequence. Oh, uh, that's uh, collateral, and yeah. then uh, Tom Cruise on Tom Cruise cocktail. Oh, this is really good. <laughs> cool right yeah, it's oh my awesome. god it keeps going and you can yeah, keep it just going keeps, it keeps going this looks like a real like the way they edit it, it looks like a real club like yep. a, an actual physical space that's uh what was that pacino movie oh, carlito's way carlito's way that's a great movie yep. here nights. comes the pain <laughs> oh wow uh, american psycho, psycho. Yeah. blade blade 
This could go on forever. It's That's why it's with crazy. I saw this just yesterday. I'm like, this is freaking brilliant. It's like a. It's not even like the Scarface. And I love how they see alter egos of themselves. Yes, they look yeah. at each other and they're like, wait a minute. Hey, let, let's finish this after after recording. Oh my god. That's fucking genius. So, yeah, take a look I at that. It's great. I love that. That's awesome. Terrific. <laughs> You'll enjoy it. That, so that is really good. That's a power editing, though, right? Yeah, yeah. now power editing. That sure. could have yeah. went on forever. Yeah. Man, this has been so great. What yeah. a great analysis, all this stuff. Chris, thank you so thank much. You. Thank you for having me, guys. Yeah, I, mean, I enjoyed this. We got, uh, it's so good. I, I'm just going to shout out a couple of yeah, reviews, shout out some and reviews. we're going to take it home. So as you know, listener, you can subscribe to the show on iTunes. If you go to chuckanerd.com slash review, it'll take you to our iTunes page, and that's where you can leave a review and a rating. Right. Now, the problem with this is, you know, it's a, this is a global platform. People right. can hear this all over the world. Every country... Evidenced by podcast.ph. Uh, yeah, thank you to podcast.ph, and yeah. hopefully they subscribe. But this being a global uh, podcast network, uh, there are iTunes stores in every country. Yeah. So the problem is I see... The U.S. iTunes reviews. Mm-hmm. But we don't know if there's iTunes reviews in other countries. And there are, listener. Oh, shit. That's right. Wowie zowie. We got some <laughs> reviews from the U.K. And the way I got this, if you are a podcaster and you you need a service like this, it's a free service. You go to mypodcastreviews.com. They send you an email once a month with your podcast reviews in all countries. Yeah. Now, you can pay like five bucks a month and you get it weekly. What do we do? It's free. We so free I get this whenever it comes in. Okay. The beauty is what, – here's the irony. You can't copy and paste out of iTunes the things. Right. Like the, the text is not accessible for some fucking reason. Okay. This is completely copy and pasteable. Okay. So I got new reviews. Here, uh, let me read the first yeah. one. This one from David from AP2HYC. Read the title the and how many ratings. Uh, title is perfect for geeks, nerds, jocks, or anyone else, exclamation point. Uh, these guys do a great job of talking about nerd topics in any jock, in a way any jock can understand, and sometimes vice versa. From episodic TV reviews to hilarious interviews, they always keep things fresh and entertaining. Thank you, David. Aww, thank you, Talking nerd, David. David's been awesome. on the show a couple of times. Yeah, too, so. twice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, David Malofsky is great. Again, check out a place to hang your cape. Yep. Uh, Another guy from Place to Hang Your Cave. Next one is great. It is by Scott, the man who hates DC Comics, Meridu, Meridu. who is a writer for Place to Hang Your Cave, and who was on our show a couple episodes back. Just scroll through the archives there. And he writes, told you I'd review you. (laughs) Gives us five stars. Keeping my promise here. Never let me say I am not a man of my word. This is a brilliant podcast with brilliant hosts with, may I say, brilliant guests. Uh, he's right. We he have is. a brilliant guest with us today. That's Chris true. Tella. That's true. If you don't listen yes. to these guys, then you clearly have no taste. Jocktastic. Again. Rugboy approved. Yeah. yeah. Rugboy approves of we, that We one. got one more from the UK, and the title is Geektastic. It's from Kevin James Fan 365, who might be from uh, our I believe that's 365 Kevin, Kevin Halden, our buddy Kevin Halden. Three, All 365 he says Flicks is podcast. he gives us a five-star review. These guys are freaking awesome. If you want geek chat, these guys are your geeks. Yeah. So thanks, Kevin. Thanks, you guys. For all the reviews, listener, leave us a review. We'll read it on the show. It'll be lots of fun. Go to uh, jockandnerd.com slash review. And if you want to send some comment, if you want to be part of the show, Anthony, what can they do? You can send us a speak pipe. What the fuck's a speak pipe? I'll tell you. It's a sending you us an audio message from our website uh, via the speak pipe page or our website or Facebook. Uh, just go to speakpipe.com slash jock and nerd. You can also go old fashioned and email us, Emron. Is that correct? That's true. 
You can do, go Email to show works. at jockandnerd.com. Also, that Twitter app you have on your phone, follow at jockandnerdcast. Follow, follow us. us. At jockandnerdcast. Also, Facebook. Give us a like. Facebook.com slash jockandnerd. And Imran will put up some clamors, too. We need to have Pervez back on because they've added a lot of shit have to they? clamor. Yeah, we, those a, are, he was our first guest. Yeah. They're doing a thing now where you can put a button on your site yeah. that it says clamor us. And then from there, it's easier for a listener to clamor right and then it'll load right up. Load into the, thing. the audio. I think that's what they're working on. They've added a lot more bells and whistles over there, and I'd love to uh, reconnect and, and figure that and out. Find out, but it's been great. Yeah. So we've done, we've gone over the iTunes. Give us a nice rating review, it's and free. we'll read it on. We'll yeah. read it on the air. Subscribing too. is free. Even if you write us a shitty review, we'll yeah. probably read. Please it on leave the air. us a shitty review. I would love to read a shitty review. The Cock and Turd podcast <laughs> is the worst thing on earth. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I've had a lot of fun with my Rugboy soundboard. Yeah, man, this was so much fun. Chris, uh, where can people uh, find you if they want to uh, say hi? Yeah, you can stop by. I've got a website. You can reach me at chrisjsotelo.com. I've also got a Vimeo page where I put all of my videos up. That's uh, vimeo.com slash chrisjsotelo. Same handle on Instagram. Instagram. Exchangegram. Instagram is, is uh, Chris J. Sotelo, and so is my Twitter, Chris J. Sotelo. So get at me, guys. Of Perfect. course, all these right in the show notes, right in your app right there. Just scroll, tap the picture, whatever, and you'll see all these links. Or you can go to jockandnerd.com slash 39. Oh, my God. This has been great, Anthony. I agree. This was my friend. Yeah, thanks for bringing your buddy yeah, in. Yeah, fuck yeah. You know people. I know some people, you too. You know people that does some things. <laughs> I know people that do things. I don't do anything. Yeah, well, so that's, that's all right. You live vicariously through them. That's fine. Thanks. Uh, th- listener, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening. We hope you had a good time just like we have. My name is Imran. My name is Anthony. He's the jock. And he's the nerd. And we'll catch you next time. <laughs> How are you on time? You're fine? Very good. Um, What's going on can, you, can you explain the heart motives to Imran? Oh, yeah, well, yeah, wait. Yeah. So what did you say earlier? I said he was talking about his wanting to uh, do things well. And I, I, I threw in, because I knew he would get it. Mm-hmm. I threw in, that's because you're a perfect me success. A, a perfect me <laughs> success. Success. Yeah. 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 And he was like, he's like he, I, right away wow. he knew what I... We were speaking on it. We were speaking in code. No idea. Yeah. So uh, this church. Rex was the one that explained this. Yeah. No. It's really. It was actually really helpful though to understand it. Um, So the church that I attended, uh, it was like a campus church with a lot of lot lot of people there, and um, the lead pastor of that church came up with his theory of of. um, I think he had to write a paper on it to get his doctorate, but uh, the idea that we were each of us were fashioned by God with a certain predisposition towards something, like we were made a certain way. Okay. Right. Um, and he boiled it down to like the idea that our hearts were meant or, or shaped in a way that they operate in four different ways Okay, as like the major way it operates. And then you can have minor other minor things that, that it does, but this is what you're predisposed to do. Okay. So they're called heart motives, right? Okay. The idea that your heart is, there's a, there's a reason or a motive behind what, why you do the way, why you do things the way you do. And so... Um, determined by your heart. Yeah, determined by the idea that like this is how you were made, okay, right? Okay. And so those things are, aren't necessarily bad things, but you can use them selfishly or you can use them for good. Just like right? superpowers. Exactly. So like <laughs> you're built with these powers, so to speak, and if you are selfless, they'll be good things. But if you're selfish, they're very bad things. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, the four heart motives would be, and I'll just rattle them off. There's perfect me. 
Yeah. Love me. Yeah. Like me. Yeah. And respect me. Okay. Right. So perfectionists or perfect me, their main motive in life, what what kind of controls them is is standards and a set of rules. Okay. Right? So um, parameters. Yeah. Things ought to be this way. They that's need structure. The, yeah. That's the thing that comes out of a perfectionist mouth most. It's not the idea of like, oh, my whole place has to be tidy or these pencils all have to be sharpened. That's more of like a that's more of like a a character thing than anything. That's like you know, OCD and all that. Yeah, like, yeah. But this is just like how you're built. Like, so perfectionists would say, well, they, they'd have arguments if like, like say like, um, I shovel my sidewalk this way, yeah. but Tony shovels it starting with the driveway. Yeah. Like that's not cool, man. <laughs> you know, it should be this way. <laughs> and so your whole life is operated by shoulds and ought tos. Okay. Right. And okay. so you can get into arguments with people because they're not operating on your level. Right. It's like, dude, okay. why didn't you do that? Or, why did you do it this way? It's better this way. Yeah, my, my dad was like that with the goddamn lawn mowing. Yeah, so <laughs> I was I'm like, actually, I mowed the lawn. Did I peg you correctly? You did. No, yeah. that's how I am. Yeah. Like, yeah. I operate on a list of like, that's I have me. like rules, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Rules and regulations. Now, um, respect me as someone that would, wants to be, that's a little bit more obvious. Wants, respect is the main thing. Honor and respect, right? So um, you ought to. Yes, like, the way it was put to me where respect me is like it was equated with jobs. Like you're applying for a job oh, yeah. and you're, you apply for the this job because you want the title yeah. and the, whatever – all the respect that comes with it. I'm going to you be – want to be number one. I'm going to be president of this company not because this company is doing great things but because, because you want to be president. Because I want to be president and okay. I want people looking at me to respect me. I want yeah. the title. I want whatever comes with this title. That's okay. what I'm getting. Yeah, you want to be – you want to be king in whatever circle that is right. or lead in okay. whatever circle that is. Okay. So if there's another king – You got to take him down. Yeah. You got to take him down or find somewhere else that you can be king. You're going you're gonna to have conflict with other, yeah. with okay. other kings. But yeah. if that king or that – and you can be a solid number two because you really respect that person, that's fine. Right. If that person is oh. insanely respectable, then it's like, that's cool. I'll follow you to the end. Okay. And I'll be super loyal to you. So respect me can – respect me have a tendency to be super loyal. Okay. Or – um, not want to have anything to do with you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's an it's interesting, interesting yeah. dichotomy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, like me wants to be known. So they're about width. Like I want my name to spread across the galaxy. Okay. They want the fame, the yeah. notoriety. And they're known and they're known Attention. to be, and this is kind of, it's not always true, but they're known to be like shallow because what you see is what you get. It's like, if they're you ask attention me, whores. Yeah, if you ask me like, Oh, you know, did you like that movie? Yeah, I liked it. That's it. There's nothing. There's nothing there. else yeah. to it. Like I just liked it. I, or okay. like, are you having a bad day? Yeah, my bad. My day's okay. But yeah, you fine. don't have to dig any deeper than that because what you see is what you get. Okay. So they're they're labeled as like you know not what, the deepest this people one? like me. Like, like me. me. Yeah, like I was me. but they want to be with, known. If they're applying for that same job, they just want a lot of people in this company. They to want know them. to know them. They're I want to. I don't want friends. Yeah. yeah, I don't want a deep relationship with everybody. I just want to know everybody. Yeah. You know, like I don't have to have. A deep relationship with like this person or this person, as long as everybody just knows who I am, I'm cool. Okay, I can kind of relate to that. Yeah, yeah. And then the last one is <laughs> last one is love me. Love me's are all about depth. If if like me's are about width, love me's are about depth. Oh, okay. So that that one on one, you know, like yeah, investing in relationships, too, yeah. you know, like this person. And then they they have like circles, right? So there's this idea of chosen people. You have your chosen people the that. Yeah. <laughs> they, I like isn't that. that isn't that them you have your favorites oh, yeah. okay. your favorite list They're right the chosen people people that people that um you know will be loyal to you so some people some guys don't like being labeled as love me's because they think it's too soft but i'll use the other one loyal yeah. they're just loyal to me loyal right? me 
loyal to me. <laughs> I watch a lot of gangster films, yeah. and it's filled with love me's. Yeah, it looks like they respect me. No, it's all male bros. Yeah, it looks like they respect me because I want to be like number one, but not really. That's not what they want. They right. want love, man. That's all it is. And then when they find that like like kingpin dude, yeah. that dude's a love me, man. Yeah. Well, that's why you join or start a gang. Yeah. It's really he, all he, the insecurity me, yeah. from kingpin is a hardcore love me. Wait, but I don't understand what these things are. It's like a philosophy or a, yeah, 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 a, a yeah. way so, of life sayings. So, so I would say this: like since we were made and fashioned in these ways, yeah, um, and you could see like how the selfishness would play out. Yeah, the idea is to take the ways that were built, and uh, there's this phrase like redeem those things so that they're used for good. Okay. Right. So if I'm someone that operates on rules and structure, that's not a bad thing. Okay. It's a bad thing right. when I try and impose that on people. Okay. But it can be a good thing if I take that and say, "All right, we actually do need structure to make this thing move forward, guys." Okay. You know. Yeah. Um, I also, it's good if you if you understand this concept and the way I've used it is in life, if I under, if I understand this concept and I can kind of predict what the other person is like i can yeah. say that you're a perfect me then i understand why you're doing the things the way you do and i have yeah. a better understanding of your of motivations person. yeah so then we can so our relationship is better has because this I know. helped you guys in uh, your life moving yeah, forward oh, yeah. just I'll to say, figure out people I'll I'll say it's I've, definitely helped. i've used it for a bit <laughs> <laughs> he's a super villain go stroke a barbell <laughs> he's a super villain in the context of marriage it's super helpful yeah. because uh, i can understand my wife and she understands how i operate the motivations how we're, how yeah. we're predisposed yeah. because then I can translate because how she likes to receive love is different than how I like to receive love. Yeah. Well, right? Now you're going to languages of love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> part of it too. Oh, it's, it's, it's different. Different. But like, I can set, I can see what sets her off and makes her angry. Yeah, and she can see the same for me. And you know, right? how do you? It's similar. What I do to me, I always, always, always try to put myself in the other person's situation. Right. So this I turns always on have the lights. to see from both sides right, what's right. going on and try to understand where they're coming from. Right. So what this does is it actually just turns on the lights so you can see the language that they're operating. That in. they're using to yeah, tell you. You can see that I might be speaking English, that person might be speaking Spanish. So, but now I understand what But these what people saying. are putting out these messages all the time and you just have to yeah. pick it up. You have My to wife, it's like, a different language. Like for instance, in the car... Ah, this is so, it's almost hard to understand. Like yeah, In the car, like I'll, I'll, I have... Um, like... I get ups- I get like road rage sometimes, so I get really upset at people when they cut me off. But I can cut people off, right? You right. know why? Because they're breaking my rules. But it's just, I can do whatever I it's want. It's just like America. Yeah. We've got nuclear weapons, but oh, God forbid, fucking Iran wants some <laughs> nuclear weapons. Fuck off with that. Only we can have nuclear <laughs> weapons. So my wife now will never tell me chill out because she knows like like my rules. Like this is how I've kind of structured things in my brain. So she'll just she'll calm me down, but she'll never say what's wrong with you. Like why are you like that? Yeah, you know, you know that's important. That's that makes a. What, what do you think? Yeah. Do you know enough about me to know could predict what I would be out of those four? No, no? not yet. Okay. Actually, okay. I might peg you for. Is it? Can you, are you only one thing, or can no, you be no, like no. a combination yes. of things? Yes, you are predis. You are you are built towards one main way, yeah. and then you have all the stuff that could be minors. Minor. So you have a major heart motive, and you can have minor motives. I don't mind telling people what I am. I think. What are you? I think I'm a love me. Okay. I can me. see that. Yeah. yeah. Where I have a I have a close circle of like friends that I go to yeah. that I can like that I'll go to and then I have like like me tendencies where I want everyone to like me. Yeah. But I have like my group of people that I respect that I will only go to for their opinion and I only want their approval on things. Right. Huh. So like for for instance love me's too hmm. they have the ability to um to be hurt because people can like they because they evaluate people on like circles of like 
favorites and chosen. Yeah. If someone fails you, then they move down in the circle. Like right. that person totally you're failed demoted, me. I do you're that. Disappointed. So if you if you're in my circle you. and you fail me, you're like you're out and, and you have wall, to work your way. Yeah, you the wall's way, way, way up. So because I know that about some people that I've worked closely you treat, with, you know how to approach. I know how to approach it. I'm like, all right, dude. I know this is going to make you mad or whatever, so I won't do that. Yeah. You know, to avoid that conflict. It's similar to like I've always thought like if you know a person's an asshole, then just you know he's an asshole. Why just treat him like he's an asshole and it's fine. Like why I don't understand. Like people are like they know he's an asshole, and constantly they come away going, "Oh, what an asshole!" Well, you knew he was an asshole. It's right. uh, everybody knows. But th- with this, you could you could you way. could figure out why this person might be an asshole. Oh. Maybe they're not getting they're a respect me, and they're not getting the amount of respect that they feel they need. Maybe oh. maybe because they're someone's trouncing all over the rules that they've set up or the way it ought to be. You know, like that's really important on set because if I'm dealing with a director of photography, and I can tell they're perfectionist or like perfect me because they have like. This is the way this light should be strung up. Then, because like um, because I want things to work out. One of my rules is everyone should get along. That's one of my rules. But not all perfectionists have that rule. Yeah, you know. In fact, perfectionists are the, probably the worst at tr- getting They're along. Just about the rules, yeah. man. <laughs> so you have to get along according to these rules. But for me, because one of my rules is get along with everybody. Yeah. Then like I'll, that trumps then I'll, the fucking. Yeah, perfectionist. Then I'll work with that other yeah. perfectionist. Be like, yeah. yeah, okay, well, I'll I'll do it your way. That's fine. That's interesting. Have you you ever – do you want to get into the success and failure modes? Oh, yeah. What is this? So So there's there's further layers, (laughs) success and failure, right? Um, We'll see how how long this this is. is. We we might be able to fit this in the show. I'll just do one. No, no, do it. Do it. We're just going to record the audio and then whatever we need. So for love me failure and love me success, right? Well, they each have one. Yes. Oh, Jesus. So the difference is love me success is, yeah, you should love me. Right, like yeah. I'm a lovable dude. Yeah, that's on you if you don't love me, man. Okay, you know, like I'm I'm pretty cool to hang out with, okay. and that's how it should be. Right. And if you don't love me, that's on you. Okay, love me failure is like I'm really afraid that you're not gonna love me, so huh. I'm gonna push you away, and huh. then you have to pass my tests so that maybe you really do love me after all. I don't know, but I'm keeping a distance. Do you want to hear another analogy I heard? A love me success will scroll through his phone and be like, this person's gonna want to hang out with me. I can shoot a random text to this person mm-hmm. out of the blue. Or a love me failure, or look at her phone or his phone and be like, "Nope, not gonna want to hang. Nope, not gonna want to hang." It's like they—they'll already think they've that, already made the they've they already made the judgment that they're, they're, this person might not. Isn't that like uh, insecurity a, though? A little also? bit, right? So it's a, a lot of it is like I don't know if that's fear, correct. Fear of losing or fear, fear of not rejection. having versus right. like fear of I guess not fear, but it's like confidence. The, uh, based, to, it's confidence you know? based, too. right? Yeah, like respect me failures and respect me successes operate totally differently. They're both respect, respect so me, and they're both what they want is to be king in that, that position. But how it operates is completely different because one is afraid they'll lose it, and one knows they ought to have it, right? So it's like, yeah. So maybe a failure, respect me failure, is looking at things and just trying to protect what yeah. they, what they I have. I don't want to lose this. Right. Like, this is my little hub and my little kingdom that I can't lose control right. of. That's what a failure might look like. Everyone in this, this like, little, little hub here. I'm already getting the accolades and the adoration. That's like, and you're holding on to it so you don't lose it. Where the other one could be seen as a conqueror. Well, this is done. I'm going next to the one. next thing. Yeah. I wish we could throw a different word though Jeez. than failure because 
Failure is such a negative word. It sounds like a negative but, because it doesn't mean, yeah. make you a loser. But it doesn't make is you a loser. Like a, not a is this written down anywhere? Like, is this a yeah, book? Yeah, so I think he's been working on turning it into a book. So um, it's just this guy's uh, – he came up with all of this. Yeah, for his doctorate. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. a lot of fucking – That's Because he was a psychology major too. See, so that's what you do when you go – because I always wondered what people do when you're going to school for you psychology. Think you think like, a lot. So you're yeah. going to graduate to think. You're getting paid to think. But this is what you fucking think about. And you write all this shit down and right. they give you money. Yeah. That's no, a, but that's all, a great scam. Why in, all, that? Yeah. in all honesty, this is like it's helped. Um, it's helped me understand people on a deeper level. Uh, it's not the only tool I use now because like there's actually a really great one uh, that businesses and companies use called uh, Strengths Based Leadership. Okay. You guys familiar with that? I'm, I think I've Gallup Strengths Based Leadership. Yeah, a solid. Um, you sh- it's like it makes you take this test and then it compiles your list of strengths. Yes, right? yes, I've taken this. Test. Oh, okay. Like a list of five strengths or whatever. It kind of tells kind of like you Myers Briggs almost. Yeah, but it tells you what you should be doing. Or but what this your idea are. is that like for for strengths based leadership, and this helps me understand a lot of a lot of everything. All the tools I use, I just try to understand it so I have a like a really good marriage with my wife. You know, we've yeah. been best friends for like seventeen years yeah. now. So oh. that's all right. Just you're good. <laughs> yeah, sorry. But, uh, that's but yeah, no, it's fascinating because this idea of strengths-based leadership says that mo- most of our life we're conditioned to um, work on the things we're bad at. Like if you're bad at math, guess what you got to work on for homework? Yeah, work yeah, on your math. Yeah, you know but stuff if, you you hate. Strengths-based leadership says you are you are built to be an influential person with your ideas. So let's work and let we know that you're the idea guy. Uh, you will be the idea guy. I like that. You know, you're gonna just gonna work on all the ideas. This person is the relationship person, the harmony oh, person. Oh, it's just based on their strengths. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's like since you're strong in that, let's keep developing that. But if a harmony person doesn't even have ideation as one of their strengths at all, it's not even on their list. You're not gonna sit there and be like, "Hey, man, think of some ideas." Right. right. Like, dude, I don't even do that. Yeah. Right. Right. So that's been really helpful. Two, not only within relationships but work yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. I would but love to see more. I would love tools. to see more companies imply, use that stuff because a lot of companies try to fit square pegs into round holes. You know? of, we just need a guy. Yeah. Let yeah. him do Instead it. Instead of yeah. doing it the other way around, right. no, you got to know who to go for for each yeah. specific thing, right? Because Absolutely. everyone has their strengths, and but we're all treated to be. It's just like this public education system. They're teaching all these kids the same way. The, the kids do not learn the same way. No. Yeah, you probably have opinions on this too. Well, yeah, as an educator too, I see it. I saw. I see some kids that are brilliant artists, you know, but they're not going to be math people, right? You know, and then you just but you still have to give them the math test yeah. because that's yeah. part of the system. Yeah, it sucks. You know. Really really sucks because I'm like, if we had a, a different way to approach things to just tack, you know, tap on people's strengths, right. yeah. you know, dude, we'd, I think we'd have a better functioning like, well, it's world. Like, it's like, I mean, if you it put really it in sim- simplest terms, like you don't harvest a crop the same, different right. crops are right. Same you don't way. water all plants with the equal right. water and right. sunlight and sunshine. Every, 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 if you harvest it's each, each person That's yeah. a great analogy. in their unique own Let me line. ask you this. Yeah. Uh, we Going back to predisposition, this is something I like to ask creatives. Uh, the idea that are you born with a gene that tells you where you are? For example, a creative gene. Or someone, I feel like my dad, all my, basically my dad's side, they could all draw. Yeah. They all had art talent. None of them did anything with it, which is why when I just was starting to draw, and I was like, I could draw, and I realized this came down through from me. Like, I already had it. I was like, I want to use this. I right. want to make this a living. Yeah. Now, I, I I don't know if you could teach someone certain things if you're not born with that instinct. Right. However, I think people are also born with like a business gene yeah. where they just get it. They get their entrepreneurs young. Right. And, 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 and many times they've grown up trying to make businesses or selling, selling things and learning. Right. But if you don't have those genes, 
What does that mean? No, well, I'll answer as a non-creative. Yeah. You can't, I'm not creative. Like I, I literally, I hear like in, I see you draw. I wish I'm like, I wish I could draw. I try to draw. But I everyone can't do can, it. everything is valid when everybody draws. Or like oh. if, uh, for instance, I was telling you about my rapper friend and yeah. he was coming up with these crazy, uh, rhymes or yeah. whatever. And I was yeah. listening to it, I'm like, wow, that's really creative. Yeah. I can never do that. So, I could never think like that. But I'm more business minded. You have a business so when team. when you come up to me with ideas for this podcast, yeah. I'm like, how is this going to make us? Any Which money? is great. Like, how that, is this going to do anything? Yes, yeah, because I don't think yeah. like you. No, and that's why a lot of times artists need agents because like that's why I wanted to go into illustration. But when I realized that I needed a business kind of background to like get the, I was like, oh fuck that! I can't, I can't think like that. Right. I'm not good with that. What about you, Chris? Do you think you're born with this? Were you always born to be a creative? Yeah, I think there's validity in that. I really do because you know. That's the idea of like strengths-based leadership too. Yeah. It's behind it because you're you're you're, you're, not, bo- you're not born with these strengths. They're not strengths until you work on them. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So like the strengths that that Tony's talking about are his business mindset. They're kind of falling under um, strategic thinking. Right. Yeah. Strategic thinking has things like ideation, futuristic. You know, the ability to see things before they happen mm-hmm. in terms of like risk and and. Yep. analysis yep. and yep. i don't have that at all no you know like the only thing yeah, for me yeah, that yeah. falls under strategic thinking is ideation and ideation is what makes me the creative yeah right yeah. so we both have strategic thinking skills but yours might look different than mine my my ideation strategic thinking skill tells me like i'm a person that's fascinated by ideas by connections by all those things and to me that can act that if you can be a business person and also have that as part of your creativity, you know, or you can not have that and have another strength. There's a lot of strengths. Yeah, but you could definitely be both. I know you can be, you can both. be both. I've yeah. known people yeah. who are good at both, and I'm you so brilliant jealous of them. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, that sucks. Because I, <laughs> I do think, like, I think something is there's something innate in you for sure. Yeah. Do you uh, think everybody has something that I they're believe, predisposed with that they either they don't see it or they choose to so ignore it? Because of my worldview and because of my faith upbringing, I believe I was created, right? Yeah. And I believe I have a creator. But within us, that creator made us to reflect him. And what does the creator do? Creator creates. Yeah. We create yeah. as a reflection. Yeah. So whether that's in business, in art, design, music, uh, politics, what have you, people are creating. We're meant to refashion and fashion. Dude, you know, okay, you know, it's interesting. Now we're going to get into fucking religion, philosophy a little bit. Because in Islam, it's the opposite. And I'm technically, I'm bad Muslim by drawing people. Like, the point is, you were created by one God, and you should worship the creator and not the creations. And if when you create things and people put them on their wall and they worship them, you're losing sight of the You're creator. You're trumping the creator. Right. And yeah. so it's technically against my religion for me to draw faces and people and stuff that I love. Because you're idolizing things that – They become – They become – It becomes, it becomes better than because the Because look, what, the people put up their photos. We put up artwork. We put up statues. Yeah. There's their idols. So it's – You're the, losing sense of who the, the real creator yeah, was. Yeah. Isn't right? that weird? Uh, no, and that's also – but that's also a danger in the Christian side of things too. Yeah. You know, you, those things can become – Idols, right? Not in the False sense where people idols, yeah. people bow down to worship those things, but the idea that it takes place of what's best. But then I'm like, why would God give me the talent to draw fucking faces if He didn't want me to be drawing faces? <laughs> right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, it's, it's a test, and I'm going to fail. <laughs> <laughs> Lame. <laughs> no, I, I like the uh, the thought too of. So I'm more strategic thinking. So even in my relationships, when I'm like, let's say I go out and I want to I want to hit on a girl. I will. I know things to say that will push buttons. Like I know. I think three steps ahead of like every interaction. 
where I, or in sales. I think of when I'm calling someone, I'm thinking of, okay, when I say this, this is the reaction I want to occur Are out of the person. Chess? What? Yeah, I'm good at chess. Yeah. yeah, that sounds like you'd be good at chess. That's what you need. Yeah, I'm, I'm not good. good at chess. No, no. Yeah, so you can't think. I, don't, I, don't I can't think far enough. I don't have the futuristic. Uh, the thing, stuff. the thing is, is what what sucks about my strategic thinking is I'm also impatient. So uh, sometimes I like to dive in real quick wanna, without thinking. So that I have to you balance don't wanna that. You want to take the time to yeah. cultivate it and right. go sometimes the right I, way. Sometimes I'm, I'm too too far ahead. I want to I want to jump into you the jumped end. ahead to yeah. the end exactly. That's why like you'll see me go to the comic book store and I'll read the end. You always do that because yeah, I want. So I'm impatient. You like to spoil. I don't like the. Pro- I don't like. Uh, sometimes I, I get impatient with the process. I got to pee. You guys can keep talking. Right? Yeah, no, I'll <laughs> tell you. So strength based leadership, like for instance, it's got these. Uh, like I took these notes on myself because it helps uh, me understand. Mm-hmm. Even when I present myself to people or a job or whatever, but like these are the four, sh- the four strengths. It's executing, mm-hmm. influencing, relationship, and strategic thinking. Yeah. So those are four, and then within those four. You have, you know, and you um, can have, like, you can be like strong in one, and then like another one be like a minor. Or, or you can, or you can have like, like for instance, um, I know someone whose strengths are all in strategic thinking, and they mm-hmm. don't have any strengths in anything else. Mm-hmm. But that's the type of person you want on your team to lead. Right. Like, they, I mean, this is all leadership. Mm-hmm. That's the type of person you want on your team to think about what are the next steps. What are the next steps? And then yeah. you have other things like relationship, right? Like I've. So it's funny because I've always been like the jack of all trades master of none growing up right and then i took this test and then i see like everything is in every column for me <laughs> i've got something in every column right right from relationship to strategic thinking to yeah, like yeah. Cons- like you know everything's there and i'm like oh that figures you know yeah that's how i'm built you yeah, know yeah. and then and then so um but i know some people who are not like that they're not evenly spread out at all mm-hmm. they're all in one right so this is this is helpful i know companies that they have people post their strengths that they t- they make them take this test and they have their post their strengths posted on their wall. Oh wow! And so they assemble teams based on that. based on their strengths. How awesome is that? That's awesome. Because yeah. it's like, dude, I need an idea guy. You know, I need I need someone to do project management, or I need the harmony person to, to keep and gel the team together. Right. Like you just see, look down the list. That person has their strengths. It's funny Pick too. Idea guys are looked down upon because a lot of idea guys aren't executors. Right. So, so but so, then, so then people are always looking at the idea guy. I'm like, you just come up with ideas. So we check don't ever this do out. Anything. So I hmm. I'm. In in the strategic thinking side, I have the strength of ideation, mm-hmm. which is you know um, the ideas that fascinate me, forward thinking, all that stuff. But then most idea guys, like you said, they don't do anything about it. Yeah. Under influencing, or yeah, under influencing, um, one of my strengths is activator. Activator has to do right. So I have to do it. I can't just sit here and talk about why these trailers are good. I have to cut my stuff. You have to show by example. Yeah, so I actually in, have to do it. For instance, Imran's probably more of an idea guy. I have tons of ideas, and but, I don't. But he never, he never did. The, he never did the pot. He had a podcasting idea <laughs> ten years ago, right? Yeah. Well, I wanted to do one for ten years. It wasn't until he met me, and I'm more of an executor, where it was like, "Let's do he it." He was like, "Let's do it," and then instantly, <laughs> literally, and then it. yeah. Uh, two well, weeks later, I researched everything, bought all the shit, yeah. set up a website. Literally, two weeks later, we had our shows live on the. Once internet. he knew he had someone that could execute it with him, he decided to do it. And that's awesome. Because like, I wanted yeah. someone to do it with, yeah. and it didn't click. And I wish we did this like fucking three years sooner. That's <laughs> how great teams are assembled, though. Right. You know what I mean? I think our we complement each other so well. Right. Because you need to use your salesman shit on promoting this podcast. <laughs> and I'll use my creativity on making and keeping it what it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what bothers me about like um, movie critics often 
is that they so, never they never picked up a move like a camera. Well, to shoot oh yeah, a, that's the thing. What, like you have a whole you, show devoted to to doing whatever, and you well, never tried. Well, it. but we are in the age of everyone's a fucking expert all of a sudden. Right? Well, that that goes back to the thought. Like, there's a lot of sports coaches that the players will be like, "You never played, so you're not a real coach." But here's the here's the opposite. And if I'm playing devil's advocate, I don't need to be a fucking chef to tell you your food sucks. Oh yeah, no, totally. Like I, I think uh, of the same way. Like point. I think of the same way where not not all critics bother me, mm-hmm. but the ones that try to pass it off like as if it's this is easy. They should have just done this. Right. Like, what are you talking about? It's, but if the critic is coming from you know the, the he's the he's the audience. Yeah, you can you you can critique it. That's fine. But if you're approaching it in a way where like, oh, I would have done that. I'm like, have right. you ever done that? Right. That's like, it goes back to that. when we had the F- Fetty Pants on and you yeah. were talking about. Yeah. Like, sound, make it sound like it's so easy yeah. to, to, to make that There's so many behind no, the no one, scenes No shit. one's intending to make a shitty film. 